Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes. I'm Jack Kaljeski, joined tonight by Robert Anderson. Hey! How you doing, Robbie? I'm good, how are you, Jack? And I'm also joined by Mike Burge. This is the part where you say something into the microphone, Mike Burge. Hello. Hi. And we just saw... Blade Runner. 2049. Nice. Um, And we're we're back to talk about it. Yeah, we just got back. We're ready to talk. And uh, I have a lot to say about that movie. What do you guys? Uh, what were your? What, what's your uh, first impression here? What's your? Uh, I liked it. What's your hot take? Yeah, I really, I actually really liked it. Um, I think it might be like one of my favorite movies of the year. Mm-hmm. I also think it's probably it's like an overwhelmingly beautifully shot movie. And I, it hurts my eyes. I, you know, this is a hot take, and I'm gonna probably just be like gushing. Yeah, for the majority yeah, yeah, yeah. of this podcast over how unbelievably gorgeous that movie was. Yeah. Because the whole time, I, every scene, I was just like... I, think I like, leaned over to you like a few times. Yeah, you were just, just like, like, holy, holy shit. shit. There's one scene where they're in like a, well, like uh, a, like a library. Let's, and it's just like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... Well, I'm sure we'll we will go through many moments yeah. that we really, really liked when we get into the plot specifics. But Mike, what, what was your uh, impression? Uh, I think overwhelming is probably the best over across the board. Uh, yeah, I, this movie, uh, super hot take might be one of the greatest sequels ever made. Uh, fair. Not wrong. Uh, uh, disagreeing with you. It is, has no right to be as good as a lot of its parts are. I was going to say, it's just it's, like, it's, it there are be stuff this that should just not work. In this yeah. movie, and they pull it off with flying colors. The first one right off the bat, which I think we're going to talk about pretty much right up front, because I think it's what might be on everybody's mind if they're considering to go see it. This movie is two hours and 44 minutes long. It's very yeah. long. And you do not feel that. No. I didn't. The movie ended, and I was like, oh, that's the end of the movie. Like, I thought we still had Some time. way more time. I knew we were at the end, but I will say, like, it's not that... Because there's some... Like, a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, or maybe, like, your Marvel movie... Has really kind of like breakneck pace, breakneck pacing. They're really fitting a lot in there. This movie really takes its time, and yeah. the pacing, which only, is nice it's, to it's, see, it's, it's nice elegant. to see a movie yes. breathe and allow its its world to like consume you and mm-hmm. immerse you in it before they really start to break out into what's this story really about. They kind of just they bring up the themes that they're talking about, revisit some of the stuff that's from the first one. Yeah. Just kind of like show you where all the pieces are and what the pieces are going to be doing and then they, you know, it's like a good 45 minutes before they really start breaking into like, oh, that that one thing that happened at the beginning, mm-hmm. that's going to be there's something about that that's going to be catapulting all of our characters into this story that you're going to be watching for the next two hours Mm -hmm. and it's like again that should not work that should you could you could put that exact same those exact same words that i just said with a different inflection on it it sound like i was critiquing it negatively Mm -hmm. yeah but it's if it works but i think the the pacing and the speed of this movie in the just the speed at which scenes play out is really important because this movie is so beautifully shot yes Roger the Deacons. world building is so gorgeous like the space that these yeah. characters inhibit is very elegantly painted in a way that's like it's it's not 
it is science fiction in the way that this is a a yeah. wholly uniquely created space. It looks like a Ralph McQuarrie painting, and it is like the entire time through. Every like. frame of this movie is beautiful, and the pacing allows that beauty to breathe, mm-hmm. and you can really like soak that in. Yeah. You can take that that wonder in as the movie goes on, and I think that's why the movie is two hours and forty five minutes long, because there are plenty of scenes where you just get the time. To let the scene wash over you mm-hmm. and yeah. take in the scenery we were... and enjoy the lighting and the colors and the music. Oh man, I'm the gonna, gl- I'm just gonna glow over this po- oh, over yeah. this movie for this entire. It's, it's some good. Uh, it's Hans Zimmerman is is good and he can do He's stuff that you never expect again yeah. would be good, but it just works. Uh, me and Robbie were talking about the the idea when we saw the runtime when we were on our way over there. We were like, ah, it's probably gonna be mostly atmospheric. I'd imagine that we literally said, we were like, it's probably just going to be, you know, they're going to take their time and and linger on the beauty of everything for a while to really set the tone. And that's pretty much what they did. Have you guys seen uh, Her? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of echoes of that in this. Yeah. I mean, Her for sure. I mean, and we'll get into maybe more, maybe we'll revisit that idea again, but Her also has a lot of like, just kind of like sweeping, beautiful shots of like this near future world and like, lets you like... It's, it's like what Jack described, like sitting in a world and, and letting it wash over you and letting you kind of like grow into Fully it. Fully realize it. it. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm, I'm happy that this kind of pacing in movies is becoming more and more, not mainstream, but it's definitely making its way into very big budget movies. I mean, Blade, the original Blade Runner was yeah. a movie that took its time. And it's I also mean, a beautiful I think, movie and, and world too. I, uh, I've, I have colleagues at work that have recently described it as slow and they're not mm-hmm. wrong but it, yeah. it's a movie that takes its time and for an 80s movie that is probably more jarring than it's becoming more and more normal to see yeah. a movie pace like that when you have kind of you know directors that were more pioneers in mm-hmm. that sort of level of taking their time with yeah. the movie you know maybe david lynch kind of on the earlier end really taking his time with movies and then you see a lot of Nicholas mm-hmm. Winding Refn, and there's a lot of drive to this movie, I feel like. there's There was oh, a lot of yeah, similarities, fair. especially... I mean, it's hard to avoid that with the Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. being the main character in this movie. Yeah. But seeing this, this big-budget, mainstream, blockbuster movie really... Yeah. I mean, how many movies this year have we said, like, that's, an, that's basically an art house movie that came out as a, a very, very much a blockbuster Oh, for title. sure. I mean, I mean, Mother is like basically an art house. Well, movie. Mother is. I guess that's like a different. <laughs> Mother is an art house movie that tried to put on like the wide release shoes, True. and I think they did not fit very well. Yeah, that's fair. But um, I mean, even War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it has like moments of like real beautiful. And it takes its time. It. Yeah. To let you kind of revel in that in that beauty, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm very much appreciative of that trend. Yeah. I mean, I only saw the first, uh, the original Blade Runner, um, and I saw the final cut. It's the only version I've seen, and I only saw it this year. So a few months ago, basically kind of prepping for seeing this movie. Right. Um, and I, I remember, you know, you, that movie has been a part of pop culture for ever since it came out, you know? It's, it's a cult classic. Mm-hmm. And when I would watch it, I was so surprised by how, like, kind of... It, I always just tell people who maybe haven't seen it, I'm like, it's a quiet sci-fi movie. Right. Because it's noir, it's a detective story, and it's it's unfolding slowly, and it is taking its time. But there's not much... And I thought that maybe this movie would be more bombastic. Right. And it's, re- it's really not. 
It is no. like there's some like bigger action scenes for sure than the original Blade Runner ever had, but it's still like it is a it's a noir movie mm-hmm. and it's really taking its time going through the steps like un uh, like unfolding like flowers explaining these like different like plot points and like every time we went to a place that like to explain something or have some kind of exposition I was like I'm I could be in this room forever right I, yeah I could just watch this and listen to this yes um and but I think that is an important distinction for the original Blade Runner is that that was a very unique thing for the time and that's yeah. why that movie is such a cult classic well not cult classic but classic mm-hmm. classic because it was different for the time I mean in the in the yeah. 80s the sci-fi movies that you had were very much, you know, compare Blade Runner to Total Recall and they're right. worlds apart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's... Even a little later, like Terminator 2, you know? Sure, Even but Terminator that's 90s. One. Yeah, you know? but like it's early 90s still, you know? Um, but Blade Runner was such a different, unique thing and I think that's what made it stand out and also the world building yeah. um, and the, the, just the sense of place that they really just... Holy shit, do they Just take that to another it. level with this movie? It's a, it's a really good movie. It's really, really good. Uh, you guys are talking about it and I'm listening to you and I'm agreeing with pretty much everything you're saying. And at the same time, I'm just like thinking about some of my favorite moments from the movie and some of my favorite performances. And I remember halfway through, I realized, like, I was like, oh, we're probably not going to get introduced to any more new characters. Oh, so nope. this movie is... Mainly made up of women, too. Yes. You know, there's the main characters are essentially Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford. And uh, and then you got some like Jared Leto in there, but he's well, very even... much... Well, I I don't want to speak to when they introduce characters, but... Right, that's, yeah, that's what I was getting. But it's like, there is just like, you know, like his boss at the LAPD Robert is a Wright. woman. And yeah. his love interest... Or, you know, various other versions of that are women. And there's, uh, like, the ba- the big bad guy in the movie is a woman, which you can tell from the trailers as well. Like, oh, that's mm-hmm. probably going to be a force to be written. Yeah. Yes, like, it's, absolutely. It's actually really interesting because, like, that's one of the things I walked away from the movie is with, like, that there's some weird, some weird gender stuff in there, which I think needs to be in there for what they're doing. But it's also, we'll get into that later. So, yeah. I, I found myself thinking about that during a scene where I was kind of like, this is like, yeah, it's a little gratuitous. And then I started thinking, I was like, well, actually, almost all the characters in this, are, for the most part, are female. Right. So ugh, so it's like kind of an odd spot talking about the movie, because the movie is dealing with such headier things than that. Absolutely. But, oh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a hell of a uh, a blockbuster movie to be released in October of all times. Uh it is a weird release for the film. Like this is like a big this is like a big summer blockbuster. This has all the fixings and makings of it. It is just, you know, maybe a little bit more heady. Yeah. It's uh Dennis well, Villeneuve. So it had a similar you know, slot Oscar that arrival contender. Had, right? I wonder if maybe they pushed it up. I think they pushed this to be to get away from the summer blockbuster mm-hmm. and differentiate it from that yeah. and maybe push it more towards Oscar season because I can absolutely see this at least getting some nominations. I would hope so. Oh yeah, I mean even just not like on like a technical level like that's a guarantee that it's going to get nominated and probably win some of those. Well, there's the, also, um, like, some really good performances in it, but I don't think any of them are really, like, Academy-type. No, they're probably not to that caliber. Mm-hmm. I think there um, might be a supporting actress in there. Like, I mean, actress. Harrison Ford in this, I smiled at one point because I was just like, the motherfucker. 
Walker's still got it. Like, you don't think he does. He really does. Because you kind of think he's just acting like himself, but that's that's what he does is you think he's acting like himself, but no, there is some Deckard in that, that he, he has transported back over 30 yeah, years to be back character. to that character in certain scenes. And you're just like, geez, like it's the same thing with Han Solo. And when he, like he first shows up and you're like, is he just kind of phoning it in? And you go, no, Oh God, that's no, Han he's, Solo. He's like, doing he's it. Somehow bringing that iconic character that he made iconic and practically created and it's just like, man, he's really tuning into that. It's, yeah. it's absolutely nuts. And I want to talk about Harrison Ford in a non-spoilerly, spoilerly. I drank a whole, I chugged a whole glass of wine. So you really, me. I really did. Really did. I needed no, it. No, yeah, I needed it. Right? Um, just trust me. Um, <laughs> but uh, two roles, like pretty much back to back, where Harrison Ford jumps back into the shoes of a character that he played. 30 years ago? Yeah. Yep. And he's I mean, playing he the same character. Not too long ago, too. I mean... Yeah, I that's suppose. like his thing. Like, I guess I kind of glossed Everybody makes those thing. jokes. He's going he's gonna, to... I think we've made the jokes before. Or maybe it was on... Uh, I, I think it might actually have been on the Star Wars Overdrinkers I did with Jeremy and Brian where we talked about, like, he's going to re- start doing, like, his romantic comedies from the 90s and doing sequels <laughs> to those. Like, seven days yeah. at nights. But can you think of a lot of other examples? Because, I mean, the one that comes to mind to me right now, because I'm also enamored with this, but... Um, Twin Peaks The Return, getting all of those actors from the show 25 years ago and getting them to reprise their roles mm-hmm. in The Return, it's it's very unusual that you actually see someone come back and reprise that a role that, not only that iconic, but one from that long ago. Well, especially Harrison Ford with this one too, because he always had such a, same thing with Han Solo, he always had, like, he didn't like the character of Han Solo. He wanted Han Solo to be killed off in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Right. Uh, he had a, his relationship with making Blade Runner was tumultuous to say the least. <laughs> he did not like the or, the original product. It took him until you know the mid nineties even become to not just have a scornful hate for Ridley Scott anymore. Not even just yeah. to like him, just to like at least be like I'm okay with you being alive. Jeez. And you know, and it, it took a long time for him to kind of realize that this might be something that he would want to go back to revisit to set the record straight with certain things because. Yeah. This movie, like the original Blade Runner, is known for having so many different cuts. And really, there's only three. But there's technically, I think it's like seven, if you want to like get down to like the nitty-gritty Rest about accident. it. But really, there's the theatrical, the director's cut, and the final cut. Yeah. And each one is aggressively different yeah. from the previous one until the end when you get the final cut. Which I consider to be the superior cut, but it kind of just depends on where your tastes fall. I think generally, that one, though, that it, that's like widely the... Yeah. Received as the better cut, right? Because it was did, it's did. essentially the director's cut because the director's cut was Ridley Scott's vision, but then at the last second they didn't let him do certain things, mm-hmm. and he actually came out and when they released it theatrically, he was like, "This isn't my fucking vision. This sucks." Like as the movie was playing, and so they were like, "Oh Jesus!" And so the final cut was kind of him finally coming back, mm-hmm. getting to do those little tiny things because now he had total control to do it, and it kind of gave him that reputation for constantly going back and recutting his movies and kind of not maybe not knowing what he was doing at the time that he made it but i think it was more like studio nitpicky stuff that he just didn't get to fully realize what he wanted to do right i do know someone and you know who you are if you're listening to this who has told me that they prefer the narration Mm mm-hmm I suppose that is, like you said, a matter of taste. It's fine, because uh, it's, it's, I mean, the original script was written with narration. It's more like a, like a noir. film noir. 
Right. It's it's that more like that hard boiled. Yeah, and, it's, over. It, and it works. It works. You have another bottle of that, by the way. Oh hell uh, yeah! Cool. It's just uh, it's it's not needed. Right. It's they literally put the narration in afterwards. They shot it with the, not having to do it, but then they put the narration in afterwards because the studio thought like the studio didn't get it. They were like, right. we are big shots movie yeah. people and we, we don't understand it. this movie so the, the 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 masses are not going to understand it you need to explain it more and so they got Harrison Ford into a sound booth and just I mean, made him record the, all this dialogue which I, you can tell he does not want to say I really like the anecdote of him just stopping mid mid read and saying what the fuck is this yeah like yeah. just like why, why am I here just kill me uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Is Harrison Ford, though, the kind of person that just looks back on everything that he does and says, even when it's, like, iconic roles and just says, ah, that was fine, I guess. No, he loves Indiana Jones. Does he? He loves, that's that's the one where he's, like, he's always been, like, it will take the right script and, you know, Steven's yeah. got to come back, George's got to come back and just yeah. take all that to be able to do it. Hey, man, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's it. Dude. How'd that one turn out? Yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> see. They're, they're going they're for five. They're doing another one, They're right? going for five. Yeah. And Are they getting him back I for five? five? hope. Yeah. Got of course. It. He'll do it. What about Shia? Nope. He's gone. Oh, nope. man. Because I would like to see Shia take another crack. I would like 2017 Shia to take, well, maybe even 2018 Shia if he's not incarcerated to take a crack at that. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Dang. He, mm-hmm. All right. I think well, they're going to keep him as far away from that movie as Is it can. his fault, though, really? Yep. Okay. Just Shia's? He was a complete asshole after the making of that movie. He shit-talked the movie before it even came out. Oh. He was shit-talking everything. He was, was he being... wrong, though? No, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a, Harrison Ford even said, like, I think he said, like, he was acting... I can't remember exactly what he said, but it's something like he was acting like a little bitch. <laughs> and Harrison, I Ford, could see Harrison Ford, Ford was saying, like, "Oh yeah, if anyone he's like, that. there's a certain level of professionalism that you, you have to have. do." And he, I think he even said, "He's like, you think I like every movie I've ever fucking made?" Yeah. He's like, you, "You hunker down, you do the fucking role, you do the press screening, you let the movie go out there, and then you talk about it in an interview a couple years later. You, you wait have, a couple years. You, you to show talk shit some, about you your show movie. some respect yeah. for That's Steven Spielberg." Too. Yeah. It was this whole thing. So, like, he's kind of just like. He's he's little, kinda, they don't did he get a little really like blacklisted after that? A little bit. Yeah, I could see that. But it wasn't his fault too. Like, it, you know, that's a conversation for another time. But he really was like, they found him and they pushed him. They were like, "You're getting three Transformers movies. You're going to be technically rebooting the Indiana Jones." series you're starring in these like really cool off-wall indie movies as well yeah and they just like hammered him home as like this next big thing and he just kind of wasn't prepared for it or even really willing i think that the older he got the more he realized maybe this isn't what i want to do well, i think and, he probably wanted to grow up and be an artist and yeah then he realized that yeah. this is not yeah. these are so not the roles not, for that it's not completely yeah. his fault but they're not wrong and not wanting him back Totally I, have, I have a deep Harry, respect. Harry's back. I have a deep respect for Shia. I I appreciate him. I like his, as, oh, I weird, too. his oh, weird. His weird really avant-garde shit is being cool. Being weird and avant-garde. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Absolutely. I watched that thing. He's in, uh, watch me watch my movies. Right. I like tuned into that. Like had it on my phone and I just like checked back to it. Like while I was working every now and then. Be like, uh-huh. what's he watching now? Because it was just this really interesting thing. It's like, an art. I it's just art found piece. it interesting. Yeah. I get that it's very easy to make fun of. That's kind of half the reason he did it. You know, right. most of his he's stuff like, that. Like, yeah. he's making fun of it. With literally, you. the last thing is version is, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It, I don't know. Well, Weird, look out for our Shia LaBeouf podcast coming soon. I want our to Shia LaBeouf over drinkers, actual cannibal. Yeah, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. You seen that, Jack? No, 
Oh, I didn't get that reference. We'll hit you with the break. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Wow. Um, let's, go, let's go back to Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I I can't believe this incredible movie that we just saw, and we're talking about Shia LaBeouf for mm-hmm. like a full. Well, because we don't want to talk about spoilers. Type five there. Yeah. What was the joke I said about the the, the title? Oh, twenty forty nine actually stands for how many how minutes are in the movie? Yeah, yeah. good, good, mm-hmm. good. And how many uh, trailers they showed before this movie? Mm-hmm. None of those look good. None of them look no. good. Well, Star Wars looks okay. Uh, yeah, Star Wars looks pretty. Uh, no, decent. I like the what's the one Denzel Washington from the guy that made Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler yeah, I've been following that one for a while. I did not. It like used the, to be called. I didn't like, like the trailer. It used to be called like Inner City or something, and it had a way better name, and then they renamed it and I completely lost track of it like stopped whenever they would do news articles yeah. on it I wouldn't realize that that's the movie that they were talking about I can see about. the movie being good but that trailer was not they great. downplayed Colin Farrell too from my right? understanding it's essentially like a weird like buddy cop serious movie uh-huh. where Colin Farrell and Denzel Washington are kind of like this team of from my understanding though, right? I haven't read up anything on it huh. ever since like they pretty much pitched the idea hmm huh. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what... The, I can't remember what the movie's called. It's someone's name. The yeah, name it's something, is. something, Esquire. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, Bridget and I were talking about this in the car, and it's a non-spoily conversation, but, like, what do you guys think? Do you think this movie's going to do well in the box office? Yeah, we were talking Did, about um, that. You were t- okay, you were talking... All right. Well, I was going to say, don't it, spoil the hot take magic. No, no, yeah, we, no, we, no, we, no, we stopped was, the conversation. It was more... It, here, it yeah. was more, I was like, we saw Logan at that same theater... Mm-hmm. opening night and that place was packed mm-hmm. and it's like tonight we had about 10 people in there and i'm just I, like this is a little odd like who are they marketing this movie yeah, for you know not even just so much like the finished product and the consumption of it and who's gonna go see it and who's gonna like it just like really think about the marketing like who are they selling this to because blade runner is one of the most divisive movies you have people that like are very good and astute at critiquing film and understanding film mm-hmm. genre and everything like that and they say that Blade Runner is boring. Like, I get that. Yeah. Like, it completely goes against everything that a film is supposed to do, especially when they're dealing with such heady themes like Blade Runner is. And it kind of makes me think, like, like you're a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. I, but, like, you're allowed to not like it. But it's so weird when people are like, it's slow. And I'm like, don't you, like, watch, watch, movies? Like, watch movies? Like, right. the slow ones usually are the ones that are, like, they got some meat to them. They got some gravity. Yeah, right. Chinatown's super fast-paced. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, the most fast-paced movie. Like, whatever. I, I honestly don't know because... I could see. I mean, right now the critical buzz for this movie is through the roof. Oh yeah, like, it's crazy. Critically, it is. It it's is. Very it was a little well. divisive at first. Like the first day that it came out, it was kind of like eh, it's fifty fifty, and then like a couple of day, more days passed, and it was like, oh no, it's good. Well, the, I, more so than anything, and I think towards the lead up of this movie, based on like the the trailers that they put out and stuff like that, because we've been watching that pretty closely. Yeah. Um, I've been watching the marketing for this movie and thinking back to the original Blade Runner and thinking like, are they going to make this not Blade Runner anymore? Because from the trailers, you can see a kind of little bit explodey movie. They're showing you the um, the actiony. They are. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And uh, but I also have had multiple conversations anecdotally about this movie, thinking. Do we see all the explosions in that trailer, in that like two minute long trailer? Maybe not. Like, eh, no, 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 definitely not. But because there was one, there's one set piece in it that like took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. 
that is not shown in the trailer at all. And it's like this really awesome, great moment about midway through mm-hmm. that, like, actually, like, scared the shit out of me when it happened. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like something that you would totally put in a trailer, like, right towards the end. Because yeah, right. it's got a, a build up, an execution, and then the, the, there's a dread afterwards that's just like photo. Just like it looks good, yeah. And I was actually surprised they didn't put it in there. I'm right. gonna talk about it more after. But I think, and this is also key to the length of the movie. It really does. It is. It is very much very Blade Runner. A perfect sequel to Blade Runner. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't know. I I think I I hope it does well. I really like this movie, and I hope it does well. But yeah. I could see the the major like mainstream reception to this movie not being as not receiving it as well or just not wanting to or just you know not not even i think anyone who sees this movie i think would enjoy it for the most part but i just think getting the butts in the seats because people I mean, are just like do slow. i have it to is slow yeah it's, I mean, it is and the thing it is not by time. like by today's standards it's a yeah. slower movie. it's like a and like it's three hours long. Movies. yeah and, and it's fucking long i yeah. could very much see a lot of people checking out and you know how like with other i movies, could see a lot of people just not even bothering to check in because well, they see it's too well think about two and this. a half hours long they're like oh i don't yeah if we tell you know when we tell people like oh you could see war for planet apes without seeing the other movies I don't know if I recommend this movie to people who haven't seen Blade Runner. Can you enjoy it? I Hell yeah. Think, it's a spectacle. I think, I that was actually I think it's this. built to be fully enjoyed by having seen the original and being familiar with it. Yes. Yeah. But they do a really good job in kind of just filling in the holes real quick in the first Absolutely. like in the first like hour. They kind of just give you all the details you need. The plot exists on its own. There's a couple For parts sure. that will fall maybe a little bit more flat. But, I but think, not completely flat. Like, you I won't think, know what's uh, going on. I think once you get to the middle of the movie, though, that's when I think you would lose people if you haven't seen the original. And that's when you, like, put the claws in mm. people. Like, once, the recommendation is see, see Blade Runner. Yes. Especially see the final cut because that is – they specifically do a couple things in this movie that go – the final cut is – the events that we're referring to, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, this is the flick. Yeah, like the theatrical that. cut doesn't have the what replicants are text. Only the directors and the final cut have that. And this movie starts out with a text just like that. Yeah. So already they're going like it's not the theatrical cut. Yeah, and then it's down between the director's cut and the final cut, which there is only one real big major difference uh, that makes all the difference, and that they do tentatively refer to in this. But I, I would say that telling someone who has not seen Blade Runner to sit down and watch the final cut and then go see this movie is a big ask for, for a, lot. a lot of people. I actually plan on doing that. Telling people that? No, me doing it myself. Doing like it over the weekend. Yes, oh, actually, I want to I I get up, get myself a nice pot yes. of coffee, watch the final you cut. you want to borrow the Blade Runner uh, vinyl? No, oh, I own that um, too. Is it good? No, it. isn't that it's good? not good. No, because it's not. It's not what you think it is. Shoot, what do you mean? It's not what you think it is. It's not it like is. crazy. Let like... me see the back real quick. I'll this tell is, you this what. This is great radio. Yeah, no, this is the same one I have. This no. is not what you think it is. No. Oh no, it's fun. It's kooky. Oh no, Robbie, wanted... did you blow nine ninety nine on that thing? Yeah, nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. Oh my <laughs> god, you probably shouldn't have opted for the I first pressing. I got so pressing. many points at Dark Side. <laughs> Yikes! Um, buy a hundred more of these. Uh. I'll tell you what, I'm going to search for a vinyl copy of the soundtrack to this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, dog. Whew. This is That's another fun thing, too, that I wanted to like touch on real quick because I can't help but think about it. I And I think that I had mentioned it to Robbie a long time ago, uh, off the mic. Um, off the mic. 
I developed the mic I developed mic. a like a uh, story that I was writing that was about a cop and like it was I guess I can't, I don't really want to get into specifics but it's there's structure in this movie mm-hmm. and the sound of it and the themes that they're dealing with and almost like specific character beats where it's like I wrote that shit like 5 years ago and it's one of those things where if you write enough stuff and you you take in movie life yeah. enough where it's just gonna you're gonna start seeing a reflection of yourself in them and like ideas Absolutely. that you're tackling. Mm-hmm. And it was just super specific in this one. I can show you guys music that I created for the thing. And it's like and it's like similar. you're like, wait a second. You're gonna think Come that on. I just like made it tonight after this podcast. Yeah. I think that's yeah. like I think a lot of creative folk, especially in the you know, even me as a I think this is is a universal for everybody. It's not to be like me who also writes screenplays, but there's definitely some things or ideas have come up since I started like writing scripts and stuff where, you know, I haven't made anything really, and then you just see those ideas also you get see out those there. ideas kind like, of start uh, to pop up, and you're like, oh goddamn! So I wrote Sony, a, if you're listening, here we are. I wrote a script us. about um, the ant zombie virus called Cordyceps, mm-hmm. uh, like years before Last of Us, the video game ever did it, mm-hmm. and they did. It, I was just like. Damn it! Is that they spoiler? did better. No, that's no, like the no, world. No, okay. That's like what the virus is. I never know what you. Yeah, you've never played The Last of Us. No. You want to borrow my PlayStation that was like Three that, so you can that play The Last of Us? That came out right around the time when I was kind of like I stopped playing video games because it was around the time I started. Well, you didn't have a PS3 I started though, story right? Speed. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's, all, should, that's PS3 exclusive. You should play that one. Yeah, mm. you should definitely play that. I'll one. upgrade. I'll you're upgrade. Gonna, soon. Well, you're gonna get a PS4 soon. Get a PS4 I have the remastered, remastered yeah. and I think it's probably really cheap. Even. Which is you always get it for It's bucks. always so yeah. funny telling people like, "I'm getting a PS4 soon." It's like I'm a little fucking kid. Well, Christmas is coming. All the so I'll be getting a yeah. PS4. Soon. It's yeah. my Christmas gift. To it's myself. a great. It's a great console, and like even if a PS5 is on the horizon, well, you it's get like a lot I of, use my console too for like. You know, Netflix and everything for everything. That's what yeah. I watch it on. Yeah, there's like a Atari. Good, there's a pretty good Blu-ray player in there. Atari. That's another thing I love about this really movie good. too. How they they incorporate the stuff that was like a thing from the original. Like Atari is featured right. in the original, so yeah. like Atari is still there. The dark future where Atari is still relevant. It's still <laughs> 2049. There is no. There is no Nintendo. Atari? Which, by the way, you uh, you just got the uh, the the Super Nintendo Classic Edition. Yes, we heard that you call it by another name. SNES. Wrong. Hmm. What? You're wrong. It's the SNES. What? You call it the SNES. I mean, the SNES is fine, but it's SNES. It's not the SNES. I was over at your house the other night, and we were talking about scheduling and stuff like that, and we played a little Mario Kart, and I heard you refer to it as a SNES kind of offhandedly, and I thought you were fucking with me, so I wasn't going to give you anything. What? And then I heard you say it a couple more times, and I was like, what does this man think that he is doing he thinks it's called the is SNES. this a thing they're that wrong. people call it that people do call it that but they're also wrong yeah. they're universally is this wrong. like a regional thing it's no SNES. no it's it, not SNES. listen to me it's look not. at me jack i was alive when it came out all right i have never referred to it as a snes right. technically it's a snesk then you can call it the snesk the well, super this, nintendo entertainment what, system I, classic you can do that because that's new okay so what would you call the Nendo, nintendo entertainment system the, the nes, NES. You call it the NES? Jeez, Louise. are you an animal? Do you call it, do you call it the N64? What do you call yeah. the GameCube, N64. dog? Do you call it like my NGC, dog? No, we were arguing too about this too. We were like, funny. by those rules, you would call it like GameCube is right, but yes. then you would call it WII. 
Yes, like, if you're so going by that. There are, there are mixtures here. Yeah. No, but no. as someone who has been alive when the Super wait, Nintendo wait. was out... Okay, but call them Super Nintendo and regular Nintendo. First off, that's what they're called. The first one you just call it a Nintendo? No, it's regular Nintendo. After Super Nintendo came out, it became mm. regular Nintendo, Super Nintendo. That's the normal. You can call it an SNES because that's what they branded it as. But mm-hmm. I have never heard the words SNES come out of somebody's mouth when referring to the Super Nintendo before and I th- I literally thought you were messing with me to try and get me to like what, what did you I'm, what did you just I'm, say right there? I'm glad that uh, I can introduce you to this contingency of people who call it the Twitter snacks. culture because there is plenty of people who call that it the That is a snacks. clutch nickname. I knew you were going to That is a clutch that. nickname for the Super Nintendo. It's not clutch. Entertainment system. SNES. SNES. I'll call it the SNESC. That's fine. SNESC. I like that thing. Is I'm, that vinyl really has no really dope sci-fi jams really on it? No. You're fucking kidding me. Uh, speaking of dope sci-fi jams, I was... Yo. I really like the soundtrack. I want to say yes. that. Yes. It, it really was... The entire score... The All the sounds. Like, not only mm. the look of this movie, all the sounds were... Perfect. Chef's kiss. Yeah. But... Good jackets, too. Oh. Don't even get me started on that jacket. At one point, point, characters are like, uh, go talk to that guy over there in the green jacket. And in my head, I was like, excuse me, I think you mean the fucking baller green jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest The best jacket I've ever seen. Ryan Gosling's Gosling's coat. When he comes out of his his ship in the very beginning, he's got it zipped up Mm -hmm. around his his face. Yes. He he looks like the cartoon people in that coat. And then he unzips it and it's... Japanese cartoon people? Animes? Oh. It but looks no, like they're, they're, uh, they're, man- no, they're, they guys, like they're called really cool mangas, okay? Oh, mangas. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry. Um, it's a cool coat. Anyway, it's very cool to code. get to my point, um, the... I don't remember which, tra- which trailer it was. Maybe it was just the first, first official trailer for this, but there's a little bit more of that, like, synthy 80s sci-fi, like, okay. grungy synth in mm-hmm. there, which I feel like was maybe a little bit... There was not as much of that. That's the in song there we got. Really yeah. like. That's the song we got at the end. Of, okay, so the Whoa. end of the movie, when the credits are rolling, that's the best song in the movie. Okay, because it's right. like the grungiest, more like. That's not how it sounds. But like, kinda, it's, I'm, I'm remembering. No, but it's an aggressive from, sci-fi from jam. the trailer when it's like. Wow, wow, Yeah, yeah. Like I wanted a little bit more of that. I think I would have appreciated more of that for sure. It all worked. But Regardless. the soundtrack was still excellent. Chef's kisses. But I do really like that, like grungy. That like Stranger Things really used it to yeah, a great sure. degree. You should check out it uh, anything by it. Survive. Survive. They do that. Disaster well, that, Piece does yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff. Fair. He does. It's. Uh, I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong or don't. I think Hans Zimmer did the Man of Steel. Did he really? I wouldn't score uh, it. Because he does Batman. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that he did. And there is a lot of the score that he created in that where it's like when the when the ship is attacking Metropolis, mm-hmm. it makes a noise that's kind of the theme for mm-hmm. the bad guys. It makes that... And that's like the Ray shooting. And that's yeah. a lot like this. There's a lot okay. of that in there. Only mm-hmm. he kind of pushes it a little bit more in like yes. this kind of like... Would you say that the best part of Man of Steel is the soundtrack? No, the best part of Man of Steel is Kevin Costner thinking that he's in that movie in any rational way. Okay, listen, mm. we've spent a lot of time on this podcast so far talking about stuff 
other than Blade Runner 2049. And I'm going to assume that's because we want to talk about the specifics. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we will dive into the plot and get into spoiler territory. So uh, we'll be right back. Hey guys, Mike Birch here, popping in real quick to let you know about Overdrinkers, the Star Wars episodes that we've done. I mentioned them a little bit earlier in this podcast that you're listening to right now. Jeremy Kalajewski and Brian Castellano and myself get together and talk about just Star Wars in general. We usually try and pick like some kind of a, a topic to kind of base it around, but we end up going all over the place. We've talked about the love stories in The Empire Strikes Back and Attack of the Clones, or lack thereof. Uh, we discussed Star Wars on its 40th anniversary. We also discussed uh, Star Wars coming back for the special editions in Episode 1, and we have a bunch of other ones planned as well. So if you're into Harrison Ford... Uh, we talk about him a lot in those because he's in some of the Star Wars movies. A lot um, of them, I think. Most of them. Oh, hi, Robbie and Jack. Hey. Hey, we're still here. Hey. hey. I didn't know you guys were still here. No, don't let us interrupt. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just getting, I was just finishing up telling them about my Star Wars overdrinkers that they can listen to on Story Screen Presents. Oh, well, we've, we've heard of that yeah. website. Yeah. Where, where I'm pretty sure the listeners have also heard of it because they're listening to it right now. Yeah, where oh. can I find that, though, if I wanted to Oh, subscribe? God, you can get that on iTunes, SoundCloud mm. is super mm. easy, but pretty much anywhere where you can get a podcast, oh, cool. you can find it. And there is there, like, a website where I could find the podcast and maybe, like, some additional articles and reviews and the like? No, but that's a really good idea. Okay. Hold on a second. I just made one. Okay, cool. What's I put it, it under storyscreenbeacon.com. That sounds like a good name. That sounds, sounds great to me. www.storyscreenbeacon.com. That domain was available? Yeah. Oh, so cool. easy. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so you can just head on over there and you can literally see every content we've ever made. Great. Everything. Yeah. That sounds good. Cool. Great. There's a good great idea. stuff on there. Thanks, yeah. Jack. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we'll let you get back to the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. And we're back. Hot take on Blade Runner 2049. We've refilled our wine glasses. I thought we were going to do the review go. of the Shia LaBeouf music video. We, just uh, we did mm-hmm. just watch the Shia LaBeouf music video <laughs> on a break, and wow, that was something else. It's Actually, really good, wow. Right? Hot Wowzers, take on that. Do yourself a favor if you're like me and you hadn't seen actual Cannibal Shia LaBeouf, just go ahead and Google that right now because uh, that's that was a production. Oh yeah, we're doing I'm, spoilers I'm now. Better for it knowing we're doing spoilers now on blade runner 29 when harrison ford dies crazy (laughs) let's uh, so (laughs) we talked about you find out jared leto has tits Mm -hmm. what came out of nowhere but i really like the decision to give him tits. we did talk sense on the way actually got tits too because he's like that kind of actor Mm. we did method we did talk on the way over about are they going to harrison are they going to Han Solo, Harrison Ford. <laughs> that what was we, the idea. What we right? tonight? Yeah. In no, I know. Oh, damn it, Rami. Um, th- they didn't. They didn't. And no, I thought, they, oh my god. Uh, let's work our way to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm not. Uh, the ending is really beautiful, but we'll get there. Wow. I think. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You said just wow at the end. I did. Mike threw up his hands. I was just I'm like, still. <laughs> Man. I was like, wait, is this it? Are they going to do that? And then you saw the director's name come up, and I was just like, I just wanted to immediately start clapping, but like it was so quiet and such a somber moment. I was just like, I feel like I didn't realize I had been waiting my entire life for this, for that closure. I didn't realize that it was going to affect me that much. Yeah, and, okay. I mean, I but really we'll, like... We'll, we'll get to it. 
besides just the ending in general, I think this movie had like a a very emotional impact on me. I think like I I was like welling up yeah mm-hmm. at multiple points of this movie. Uh, it deals with a lot of stuff. Some of it's a little, you know, like, again, it's that conversation we get into between, like, the difference between cheesy and sincere, cliche, like, kind of ham, hammy, ham-fisted stuff, like, but some of it, it like, some cliches just, they, they really work on, like, a basic level. You know, there's the whole scene where where he's like uh, his his girlfriend or wife is like download me into the thing and he's like yeah but that's kind of dangerous yeah, you're like well that's what's going to happen her, yeah. and then when it finally does happen you're just like no this still hurts it still it does it still hurts yeah, i saw no, it coming a mile away but they it's still up. they it's it's yeah. uh, Chekhov's usb drive Chekhov's um, usb drive <laughs> because if you ever introduce something that comes into play <laughs> later yeah, it's yeah, obviously exactly. a Chekhov's it's, a Chekhov's. it's, it's that tactic that yeah. yeah that he does yeah um but uh there were moments of character self-discovery for me, and I think we'll get more to that organically as we go along. Yeah. But, like, really, it's it's Ryan Gosling truly realizing what his actual role is, not what he actually thinks his role is. The moment where he's, like, basically told, it's like, you're not the savior. It is, is was heartbreaking. Really... I was just mm-hmm. like... I remember like it, it like almost like had trouble paying attention to the movie after that point. Not really, but like hear me out for a second. Like I just kept thinking like it's so like nihilistic in a way. It's like yeah, you're just a replicant. Okay, so do we like, do we want to get into that? I think already. Uh, well, I mean, that's, how do we that's work? The first big that. thing, the that's, big the first the big, big thing, right? reveal yeah. is oh. Ryan Gosling is getting his fucking head slammed through this wall by teen heartthrob Dave Bautista. Yes. And he gets up and beats the shit out of Dave Bautista. Right. And you're like, oh, Ryan Gosling is a replicant. He is an android. Well, okay. Yeah. So let's step back for a second. Because the entirety of Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. The question. And not even Blade Runner, but do androids dream of electric sheep? Because Blade Runner is based on the Philip K. Dick novel we're all we're all on, on board with that yeah um deckard is a replicant the entire point of that movie and that's or of the book and that's why i think like the the whole idea that it's left ambiguous mm-hmm. in the movie is kind of just silly but well it's not even in the original movie it's not it, in the theatrical cut it's not even a thing to even question that like it deckard's a, a man it, but Ridley Scott wanted to introduce that ambiguity. And so in the director's cut, he started doing some more stuff. And in the final cut, they finally do that big one where it's like he's been dreaming of unicorns. Yeah. And Edward James almost leaves a unicorn thing on. And it's like, I know what you are, blah, blah, blah. But we're still never given that. And it's the ambiguity that makes it so good because it's about the human condition. What does it mean to be human? Right. And does it matter? And that's why Does it's... it matter at the end of the day if yeah. this guy is you know, a replicant or a man and does it matter if she's going to die, you know, just a couple years later or if she has, you know, a prolonged life where she can just continue to live. Right. And this movie answers those questions while bringing up new questions, but bringing up moral questions, not mysteries, but right. more. He's got that great line where the, the Ryan Gosling says, is the dog real? And like, I laughed at it because it was so perfect. Harrison Ford says, I don't know. Ask him. Ask him. Right. It's like he's the one that can tell you if he's real or not. And the fact that you could ask him that and he could answer you mm-hmm. doesn't isn't that enough kind of thing. But to that point, 
it's the dog can't answer you and neither can Ryan Gosling because mm-hmm. he's he is he knows from the beginning he's constantly questioning who he is and what he is in this role. Yeah. And that's why I think in the original the idea of Deckard is so important because even if he is a replicant, which he is. No. I don't think that's answered even in this one. No, it's not answered in this one. It remains ambiguous, but at the end of the day, the argument, even so with the older one, is Deckard has been around actually doing shit. People have seen him, besides Edward James almost, doing shit. He has records. And they just invented the technology within the past couple years to be able to make the type of android that he would be. Mm. Now everybody has speculated that it's a big conspiracy where, like, you know, that his partner and the guy that he works for, they're all aware of it. But that kind of pushes it to the end. But that's also, that's the whole thing. It doesn't matter. But that's also introduced in this and played with in this, in the implanted memories, which is just makes all of it so, so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They build off of that because there's that idea in the first one where she says, like, I can't be a machine. I have these memories of this spider crawling right. on my window and and she's like those are implanted memories they're well, meant he, like, to finishes they're meant to stand right? for like, something he's just like i know what your memories are it's yeah, this it's ex- this yeah this is what you dream of and then she's like what mm-hmm. and that's in this movie you know they they pretty much just like they give you reason to believe either yes or no and but they never fully commit to one because again it's First off, Harrison Ford does not want to be a replicant. He's like going out there and says like that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like just in his like crotchety old man ways, like that doesn't make any fucking sense. Stupid. Right, but the whole point is trans. You are you are made for this purpose, but you have these. What is the human condition besides existence and cognizance of your own existence? And if you give an android self awareness, what is the differentiator between? Something that is born and something that was created. Mm-hmm. Right? That's yeah. That's and uh, that's what Rucker this movie, Howard's whole right. And that's thing what in the first one. This movie plays with even more on a deeper level. And I think Deckard being being a replicant is the entire it. Him not realizing that he's a replicant and and not understanding that and being believing this lie, but still feeling himself as a human. Mm-hmm is important to that story. It's and again it can go either way. Like there's that whole line he has with Jared Leto where Jared Leto like is like, you know, it's the big reveal moment where we think we're gonna get a definitive yes or no that he's a replicant. Yeah. Jared Leto, this this king of replicants, he's like he's essentially interrogating him in this new way yeah. that he's designed where he can figure out if you're a replicant or not. And he says and it we it looks like Her- like uh Deckard's about to break and he just says, I know what's real. I know what's real. And so that can be him saying, I know that I'm a replicant, but I'm a real person because I know myself. Or it could be he's a human being and he, but he he understands that replicants are people too. But it's the same thing as like if they were able to reproduce, the fact that it's two replicants uh, creating offspring is just as important, if not maybe just a little bit less than a human being being able to. To, to procreate with a replicant. replicant. Because then their offspring is like is is the new species. Right. right. It's neither created by God nor man. It is it's a culmination. Which of seems to be what the people the secret society of replicants who reveal to um Ryan Gosling's character to the real to K that 
no, you're not this person. We have that person. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be of more importance for them to be a hybrid than... Or it, they either, they I have, guess... have them? They have the daughter. Do they have them? Oh, no, I guess they don't. No, they because don't. The daughter's don't. the... Which, I, did you guys get that in it? I don't want to be, like, showboaty with that stuff, because I know, like, it, it rubs people the wrong way and stuff. But when he goes and talks to that memory girl, and he shows her the memory... And she starts and to she cry. Starts crying. She knows it's hers. Did you realize then that they were like, "Oh, that's the, that's the daughter." I did not at the time. No, I didn't. Either. There's like the uh, Bing Bang Boom where they do it real quick, and it just kind of hit me. I was like, "Oh, that's probably the daughter." Because first they're like, "Oh, it's female, male." The female died. I'm like, "Well, that seems like a red herring." And then she shows up. She's like, "My parents left." Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Okay, so and we don't know of, who her parents sort of are." And I'm kind of like, room. "Okay, I get it." Yeah, I think it's just she's so. Kind of aloof and weird. I, I think I was a little distracted. So, do you know who that is? That actress. Do you know what she? The the only thing that the memory, I know. The memory one. The memory girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So she was in a movie called Wetlands. Have you seen this this movie? No. Oh God. No, I haven't seen Wetlands, but you're right. That is her. That's her. Mm. And I think I was maybe a little distracted by that them kind of tipping their hand to who she actually is by just being like. Holy shit, that's a girl from Wetlands because yeah. that is a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Wow, I, it's I was getting a lot of that with the girl who played um, the uh, prostitute. Uh, she's the uh, girl who from San Junipero. Mackenzie, Mackenzie Davis. Yeah, wowzers! I have a crush on Mackenzie Davis. Wow. Oh really? She's oh. she pretty lady that one. Since um, the Martian, actually. I didn't see the Martian. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll read the book. Okay. Anyway, it's, it's also a, a good movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. Movie. I would. I yeah. still want to see it. Um, potatoes. Yeah, right. Um, so I, I think maybe you no, know, it didn't like set in for me. But it was I, a weird I, thing where I thought it was so abundant. It was so uh, crystal clear in this weird way where I was like, "Are they trying to fuck with me? Like, is this a fake red herring for people that look for red hair? That for people that look for like, yeah. oh, I figured out the twist. Like, I'm never trying to figure it out. I'm just I'm paying attention to what." No, my characters are saying that's smart but i was actually i was thinking at the end that's why i thought at the end there was going to be another half hour because first off it didn't feel like we had already been sitting in the seats for for, two hours for over for two hours and 40 minutes so i was like is he going to go in there and it's going to be this big reveal that it's not her and like those weird people that told ryan gosling to kill harrison ford are going to come back and yeah and then maybe we will get a definitive answer to whether or not deckard is a replicant or not and i was kind of looking forward to that and then you just get that ending, which I guess we've already kind of built up to it enough where we can just talk about it. For sure. That um, smile. Yeah. No. I mean, the, never, the never genuine... realized that like that was something that I want to get. And they even bring, like, you know, they, they bring it up earlier on where it's like Ryan Gosling, like, oh, you don't smile, do you? You know, and he very rarely smiles only when he's with yeah. his wife or girlfriend or whatever she is. Because um, I don't know. I don't know what she is technically. Like, I mean, technically she's a an object that he owns, his girlfriend, the, the, the digital, it's oh, like, it's, it's Ryan like Gosling's a, girlfriend. It's a, yeah, Joy, it's a, yeah. it's a product. Joy. You know, yeah. and it's, and there, there's that whole self-realization where he realized like how much of that was real. And again, like the whole movie is asking these questions, what makes something real? Is right. it how, is it where it's coming from or what it is, or is it how it makes you feel and how it changes who you are? That whole idea. But Joy is another level to like, when you have an android who is flesh and blood, like as they call this, the skin job, right? Yeah. It is functionally, it can die. It has thoughts and feelings and, and emotions memories now. and memories. Yeah. It 
acts autonomously, right? And it has a physical representation and is mm-hmm. alive for all intents and purposes. Yeah. So the big question there, and that's always been what Blade Runner is, is what makes that any different or why any less... Why should these things be enslaved? Like, right. Why, why do we create this, like, being that why we just is, enslave? Exactly. Yeah. Why is that less than a human being? Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of Blade Runner, which is why I think, again, I, I really stand by the Deckard as a No, and that's what's but, so cool, because it can be either way, just like it was with the final cut. Like, yeah. it, it can be either one. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just like, it, it's... Uh, me and you, Jack, have talked about Lost a lot, and we we have come to the agreement of the understanding of what they were doing towards the end of that. No spoilers. Uh, is you know people were upset that all the answers, all the questions weren't answered, and they literally spend the final twelve episodes of that show explaining to characters and the audience that it's not about getting the answers; it's about what the questions do to you to make you the best version of yourself that you can be. Absolutely. It's not about getting the answers. It's yeah. about where the questions lead you. Right. And that's that's that entire, one of the greatest finale like scenes in a TV show ever. It's 12 minutes long, and they're literally just like, here's what this whole thing was about. Yeah. And it wasn't very much about what was really going on throughout the show and it pissed a lot of people off. I will I will roll up my sleeves and fight people because the 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 time and time again the thing that I hear about the ending of Lost the the perception that people have about the ending of Lost is so wrong that yeah. it's just you're just kind of like I can't even talk I to you about it. I can't even fucking like, talk to you because you weren't paying attention to we're the not show. At all, in the so same, it's not even, we're not in the same playing field right now. Like it's just like you're over there, I'm you, over here. I can't get you over here. You're, you were not. You were you. You played hooky. You weren't even. Yeah. In class. it's a lot like True there. Detective season two. Oh people boy. All right. Really okay. Okay. Wait, let's go back to the later. You know, I like, think that I can get closer to the mic so I can. No. No. Let's go back. I think that. Save it for another time. I think it's fun that. Yeah, this question permeates the original and the sequel with Harrison Ford, but um, they kind of play with it in a way where Ryan Gosling, like, who he is and what he is, is very kind of solidified. To the point where, like, the things that he uses for escapism get kind of gradually taken away from him. Like, the idea of, like, you could be this messiah, you could be this person that's more than what you are. You're not. You could find love, you could have, like, romanticism. You can't. Yeah, even okay. like the first like he loses his job. That's one of the first ones. Yeah. It's like that's the one thing they start he has to strip ownership him. in where it's like I have this job and I'm good at this job and my boss and everybody respects me. I just got a bonus. I always pass my baseline yeah. mm-hmm. and people can call me Skinner and skin jobs and skin bag. But but I know who I, know I am. I'm good at my job and then right. he slowly. I like that. I didn't even. He, yeah. he does start getting everything that's kind of his his shield. Identity. So like his identity what he is, starts yeah. getting taken away from him. Cool. And he and as that happens, mm-hmm. as he starts taking those things away from him, he becomes less robotic and he starts he acting more human. More emotional, more human. Yeah. yeah. Or oh, um, he smiles. I want to come back to my point that I was trying to get to with Joy, because because when you have a flesh and blood representation as the the skin jobs, that is a little less abstracted. But then when you abstract it further, and I think the movie is very um, deliberate in the way that it shows Joy and. Most of the time that Joy is on screen, she is translucent. Yeah. Like it is it's it goes back to Ex Machina, mm-hmm. um, where um he's giving the touring test in Ex Machina. Yeah. And um the creator there in Ex Machina Oh Oscar uh, Isaac Oscar Isaac yeah. says, No, the point's not to to because uh Donald Gleason says to to Oscar Isaac, Well, if this was a real touring test, I wouldn't be able to, to see, see that she's an yeah. android. Mm-hmm. 
it would be, you know, it would be more obscure than that. Right. And he says, no, the point is to show you that she's an android and have you come to the conclusion that she is equal to a human being. Right. Despite that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what they're doing with Joy in this is that you know that Joy is synthetic. Right. Even more in the so fact than, that she's a even more so she's than not even replicants that we've seen. She's not even universe. physically tangible. Mm -hmm. He can't touch her. Mm-hmm. Up but, until the beginning of the movie, too, she's been isolated to the apartment. Exactly. Right. She's right. Yeah. She kinda of, kinda of gets her legs once he gets his, and they, his promotion. They, they're clear to show you that. I really like the scene where they introduce her where he walks into the the apartment and they obscure her where she just sounds like she's sort of in the kitchen. It's very her. But like, as yeah. exactly as the the scene goes on you realize she's not physically there to the mm -hmm. point where they actually holograph her in. And yeah. I, lo I love how they, real quick, they how they play with that on both angles. They bring you back and forward with it where it's like there's a voice, but you don't see it for a while. You're like, oh, he's got a wife. But you don't see it for a while. You're like, oh, is it just like a recording? And then it's like, oh, no, it's a hologram. Oh, so it's a person. I, I and then really it's like, like, oh, wait, is this just like a pre-programmed thing? You're like, right. oh, no, it's like communicating with him. It seems that right. – and they bring you back and forth they, where like they, they, they make you – They you. Yeah, right. they Which make you smart. understand yeah. the rules of that character – so that, like, we've only known this character in this fictional story for about maybe a few seconds. five minutes. Yeah, yeah like yeah. nothing. And then we see her being given a gift that means the world to her. Like, yeah. and when she spins around and loves it and everything, it's like, this is beautiful. And I love how they, you know, they mix around with, like, the beauty and the nastiness of the holograms. Like, there's a ballerina dancing. Yeah. And sometimes they're used for advertising. And then, like, at the end, you get the joy thing where it's like in this really shitty part of town where she's just my wife is just naked in front of everybody and because yeah. now I don't she's have a 30 I don't, foot tall and naked thank yeah. you for that new and fetish. because now I don't have a thing on me <laughs> that tells this program that I already have the product mm -hmm. it's stopping me without any idea of who I am like right. this person that meant so much to yeah. me and it's it's a that's a huge breaking point for him where he looks down at his gun and you're kind of like is he gonna shoot is himself? he going to kill himself or is he going to kill Deckard like when he's coming up to them you, you don't still, know is he there to kill Deckard you don't Deckard? know if he's not gonna kill Deckard and that ending time. that ending fight it's really good uh, well, that, hold on let's get there I'm, I still have not finished my point about choice so, no 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 yeah uh, I, and I, I really like the moment where they first really tip their hand to show you that she's not physically there in the room where he pours himself he says, you want me to pour you a drink? And he pours two drinks and then just shoots them both back. Which is yeah. a classic Deckard move, too. Really? That's straight out of Blade Runner's uh, oh, yeah. attitude. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. The plate having, of food. Yes. But he's got like his like weird android noodles that is probably the only exactly. thing he can eat or something. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and, and that is that is 2049 taking that question of what makes your reality or your perception of of a cognizant being worthy or yeah. different from a human because now it's abstracted even further there's no physical form to joy and he but he clearly has a relationship with joy yeah and yes she is programmed to be subservient to him mm -hmm. in a way but as the film goes on she clearly has like some sort of relationship to well him. she has, she has agency, a relationship but it's like, it's an agency and you don't yeah. know where that agency is coming from and that's again what is real and what isn't because to she him, called, she's like you're i'm gonna real. call you joe yeah. you should have a name and right. then he sees oh and she calls that's him just joe. from that's in her programming yeah. right so it's he needs to decide was any of that real what is real 
Right. And ultimately, he decides the memory that I have of her is real. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if she was sincere or even had the, the capability of being sincere. It's what it did to me and how it affected me. He answers it early. When he when the um, replicant prostitute comes to the apartment and she's just like, I want you to have something real. He's like, you're real enough to me. Yeah. Like, off the bat. He doesn't, like, he doesn't believe that, too. Like, he's yeah. at that point where he's like, he's just trying to make her feel good. You know, he's trying to, he, he it's, it, 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 that's what it is. Yeah. And then we see that he actually does enjoy it. And then afterwards, like, there's kind of like that, want some coffee? Yeah. Kind of thing. And it's, the movie just deals with all of these things so easily, but it's, there's a lot. There's a lot of nuance to yeah. it. Like, it's, it's so long. I think we I haven't even scratched the not, surface. I did not of feel the length. Of no, this fucking no. movie. I was it like the whole right time. <laughs> well, because I was thinking up. too, like it was really, it's kind of broken up into like this kind of like, it's, it's three, it's three acts, but yeah. it is, it is arguably four or maybe even five. Oh, going if you back to that down to four act structure. Well, four act structure is a very, very real thing. It exists. And this is something that. Oh, you fuckers tease me when every, I said four acts. Everything. Because well, I think what you said it was. Everything was can be broken down into three acts, but oh, there are no. nuanced the takes prestige. that explain the four You could call this movie a four act in the sense that, like, the entire first, like, 35 minutes of this movie Exposition. are an act to themselves that are not the act one. There is no inciting incident. There sure. really, there's just like little tiny things. The inciting incident is there's a baby that out exists. there that yeah. you need to go fucking find or you're going to lose your job. Like yeah. that's it. And that's and like, that doesn't come until hour, 45 minutes into yeah. the movie. They lay the groundwork, yeah. but it's an extended act one essentially. Right. But they lay that groundwork in and that is so crucial to that baby existing. I mean, that sets up the inciting you incident. You need it. It has Very to be there. Yeah, yeah, it has to be there, but it's, you know, it's breaking the rule. There's, you know, there's all these little tiny rules that aren't really rules. They're like guidelines. Right. You know, yeah. bylaws. And when you start bending those, you can bend them and twist them into certain ways and still maintain the three-act structure. But when it goes to something so egregious as you're not even getting your inciting incident until minute like 46, yeah. that's when you have to be like, all right, the structure of this is a little bit different where the first act is pretty much world building and just kind of laying the pieces out there and showing you that what pretty much the first 10 minutes of the movie is supposed to be. It's true. And then you get your 15 minute like, oh, we found a number. Oh, he's kind of freaking out. What's going on? It's very true to a detective noir story where it's like, these are the, um, this is the evidence. Mm -hmm. There's a mystery. Or the mystery starts to form and the inciting incident is chasing the mystery. Yeah, and just like most noir movies, they usually open with your protagonist who's like a detective or a gumshoe cop mm-hmm. or even a criminal right. doing a job so we see how they do their shit or going about something. Yeah. And then the inciting incident is someone comes knocking at their door. Yep. They want to hire them for something or they want to they get them to do something for them. Mm-hmm. And then they're already working out like, oh, I don't trust you. I but don't you know. don't trust me. And you seem like the one who probably did it. This is just a, <laughs> a, this is just a far more excessive version of that, which yeah. is what this movie is. Again, like this movie is just overwhelming yes. in every way. Right. This is one of the best sci-fi movies I've seen in a long time, it's, too. It and might this be the, is like, one of the best ones ever We're talking made, like dude. Arrival was just last year. I, I felt that way about Arrival, actually, last year. Yeah. I felt like we talked about is, that. this is yeah. sci-fi on another level, and we're really like pushing the envelope with what sci-fi can and be. And we get this director to kind of do it again. he yeah. really just knocks it out of the park in another way. And it's crazy to me that this is the same year that 
Alien Covenant came out and was directed by Ridley Scott. And Ridley the, Scott. I'm really, uh, I'm so really, really, really happy that you brought that up, Jack. Jack, the writers of may Alien we, Covenant. May, wrote may we have this a conversation movie. for a moment, please? Yeah, let's have a conversation. Michael Green. Guess what he also wrote besides this movie? Michael Green is Covenant. one of yeah, the did. writers of Blade Runner 2049. Logan. Do you know what box? else he oh, wrote? Shit. Logan. Uh, Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern, Logan, <laughs> and Alien Covenant. All right, so he has good movies and really bad movies. Well, <laughs> again, I really think too, like it's a, actually a really good point to point out, like how layered Logan is and how layered this movie is. Yeah. That is exactly how layered Covenant is. It's just in the hands of a differently capable director who is more who is more interested in the themes and the conversation than exciting the audience. And when he's forced to try and excite the audience, which he totally was in Covenant, that entire last act of Covenant does not belong in that movie, where it becomes, it becomes the horror movie that you thought you were going to go see for no reason. They've already yeah. dealt with all of their ideas. That's why the movie... That's the biggest fault of the movie, is that it tries to be two different things when it should have just tried to be a... A, like a competent sequel to a very incompetent movie that brought up some really interesting ideas. Yeah. And like, I'm telling you guys, like we're going to sit down eventually and watch alien covenant and you are going to understand where I'm coming from because I know that you guys Amen. appreciate the stuff that's on display there. I think it was just the, the wrong setting, wrong mind frame, very bad execution on their part too. But it's, I saw alien covenant and I loved it. You loved it. I loved Alien Covenant. I think it's got so much fun stuff. But I don't want to make this up. We keep doing this too, but eventually one day we have One day to, we'll give you Your the... podcast on Alien Covenant, all the problems that you bring up, absolutely true. Those are real problems that make the movie not good if you want to stop there. But I say go deeper into the woods and really look at the ideas that they're that they're talking about and I think they're really interesting ideas that no other movie has really kind of tackled. I think one day we, there should be a podcast where we just talk about the things that are, are universally disliked that we like. Like True Detective Season 2. Well, you'll be the king of that one. You I've can been, host that. The I've Yellow been, King? I've been quiet for a while not here. not Season 2. No. That's the problem with Season 2. I've been really quiet for a while here but uh, I've been saying a lot with my face and uh, yeah, nothing's been good. No, I, I, I caught a, a smile, mm. a real Ryan Gosling smile off the mm. corner, like, going and see your daughter kind of smile. Aww. That's very sweet of you to compare me to Ryan Gosling. He's a very handsome person. Plus, Michael Fassbender um, can get it. So and two Michael Fassbenders He, he can gives it to himself. To uh, really, really just, like, like, take the car and crash into another conversation. Um, so, Ryan Gosling is a... He's, like, the next iteration of The Replicants, right? He's a nexus. Or he's beyond, he's a new model. So how it worked out with how they... I have a point I want to get to as yeah, well. How they yeah. worked out with that is, uh, Sean Young's Rachel in the first one is a Nexus 7. Okay. It's the new model. Hasn't gone out in the She's the process. newest She's like that. the newest one. Okay. After the events of Blade Runner, the 7s were out there for a bit. People didn't kind of like them Who's because hunt? they were doing like emotions and what, stuff. What model no, hold on, hold on. is... And okay. then there's 8s came out mm. and the 8s were an absolute catastrophe and that's when the blackout happened. Mm -hmm. And everything was wiped clean and everybody was like, we cannot make 
Android replicants anymore because they won't fucking listen to us and because all these crazy real. things and happen do it up real. And, it's actually and, very similar to what Westworld was doing. Right, yeah. Really and then similar. like they started running out of Definitely. food. They didn't have slaves to do anything anymore. And then Jared Leto's character came up and was Wallace. like, I have come up with a way to create food for everybody. I made everybody. androids dumb again. And then he also... <laughs> be, be Make able androids to, dumb again. again. Yeah. He, made, he made a bunch of... Uh, Mabba. Ways to like be able to make food and keep us alive. Yeah, the simple protein. And then the yeah. money from that, he bought the uh, Tyrell Corporation, Corporation yeah. and then used their technology to be able to finally create a more obedient. Obedient. And I think it's it's kind of shown it's like it's hard to make those. Because yeah. it's like, I can only make so many. These aren't assembly line because if you assembly line something. He is an can, artist. It, yeah, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. And he's blind. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But he could see with his little... Digital technology little and stuff like that. Yeah. Is his sight real? Or isn't it? Technically it's not. But uh, it's really, it's really good too. I really like Jared Leto's character in this. I really did. Dude, Jared Leto is a good actor. Hot actor. take. Hot take. No one Jared Leto is a good actor. He's, he's just he's kind of an asshole. So he's like Shia LaBeouf. No, but he is... Ooh, they yeah. funneled him... They like channeled his assholeness into the Very perfect much. character for this. Do you know he actually wore... Contacts that like those aren't CGI like they're touching oh, him, but that. he wore contacts that made him blind. blind. He never saw the sets. He never saw Harrison Ford. Wow, that's actually really that's fucking awesome. cool. That's it's like cool. he like tells the story, and you're like, man, you're kind of an asshole, but like this is a cool story. That's like cool I know story. you're being an asshole in this story, but this is yeah. a cool story. That's so cool my story. my point, I'm kind of I think I was getting at is. So Ryan Gosling is, he is of this new, he is of a Jared Leto. Right, they make. created the new ones that definitely obey. And he's one of them. And, and he's one of them, yeah. but there are still older ones. Who is Dave That Batista, were like, you know, sixes, sevens, down. eights yeah. that he hunts down. Because Batista is a, he's an eight or something, right? I think he's a seven. He's a seven. I think, oh, he might be an eight. Because remember, they, they walk by like his basic like model number when he's in like the cube. I don't know yeah. if you guys caught that, but it's like it a looks CGI like one of him. Yeah, it looks like, like him, that yeah. model. So, um, but I guess, like, the movie shows that, like, if, like, life is willing, it find out. Because, like, you know, Ryan Gosling. Life, uh, um, uh, 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 finds a way. But, like, you know, Ryan Gosling, we see him be emotive. Like, when he finds out, when he thinks he has real memories, he freaks the fuck out. Mm-hmm. In a way you haven't seen him do in the entire movie. That, that whole baseline thing is so one of the best good. things because they, so they introduce wow. that first yeah. and you're like yeah. this is intense but this is also cool because I know because I watch movies that this is going to come back it's to bite back. him later yeah. so Chekhov's what's baseline. going to happen to him <laughs> check out his baseline where I'm like this is going to come back I yeah. know that they're <laughs> not- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like he's got a gun in the first in the first scene, and that's Chekhov's gun. Like he's gonna use that gun yeah. later on in the movie. Well, yeah. no, that's Chekhov's which he does. That gun. He does yeah. use that. He does gun. use it a few times. Mm-hmm. So same I, with Chekhov's jacket. He's got that great Chekhov's jacket. And he wears it most that of the movie. he wears in the beginning. Yeah, like he true. that jacket is gonna be in the movie, and it still looks cool throughout the, the movie. Cool Chekhov jacket, yeah. Robbie. So I, I guess does Jared Leto just make? Because he's because if Jared Leto or I'm sorry if Ryan Gosling is one of these like newer model replicants, he has all the faults of the older models, right? That's the whole. Is I that think, like that's the, the thing? Point? It's like it doesn't matter how perfect a system is if you introduce the right this X factor. The into like it. you know yeah. the Jack the scientist over here can probably speak more to that. It's like it doesn't matter how perfect a plan is. There's always there there are always uh, variables. what's the word variables that are going to come in that can alter the end result and one of the things about 
the new models is they don't have the uh, life cap of four years. They just go yeah. and they live. So eventually something's got to give. I just think it's kind of funny that right. he almost immediately, like what they explain to you what he is in the beginning of the movie, he almost disobeys immediately. Like when his mm-hmm. uh, commanding officer is just like, hey, delete that. He's like, yeah, no problem. No, no, no. That's, do no, that. no, that's, that's not, thing? no, no, no. That's, I thought that's what she was saying too. Okay. She was saying, get rid of that. And it wasn't delete Deleted. the memory. It okay. was go get rid of the baby. That's as immediately he says, oh, okay. I've never killed something, something that, that was, was born. born. That's what was going on there. Yeah. Okay. He, he starts disobeying when he sees the number, the, the and then 6, he, 10, 21. And he's like, wait a minute. So something's he, going on is here. Is he a part of a master plan in a way? Because he has these memories, right? He's been show. He's been given these memories. Not all replicants are given. I think those that, specific memories. I think is that, he part of a master plan? I think that uh, what's her face, the um, memory girl. I yeah. think that she implanted that memory into every single. So if there's like a trigger that happens, and so that if somebody would eventually find it, they would be able to. Or she may not have even realized that that's what she was doing because she says sometimes I'll use real memories, and so obviously no, we find she out. She says it's illegal. Says it's, it's illegal, illegal to, to use real memories. Exactly, but. When she says that, you're like, <laughs> well, but then she says there's a bit of the artist in every, and way. yeah, exactly. So you're like, oh, it's her member. That's again, like the thing that kind of gives it away, yeah. right there. Well, it's, she's she's very much um, her her character and Joe Lowe's character are like two sides of the same coin. This and kind she's of just artist, like, this kind of art, this artisan of like creating falsehood uh, is super interesting. Mm. Taking it to that level, yeah, on like. An artist well, creating I mean, it's also something. Like, what's all art, art? Art is fake, yeah, right? And right, they're right, they're right. just making fake memories or fake people and like well, their works of art and they're more so. It's and it's artist perception, right? Yeah. And it, and that is the the take on this is like these these androids are perceiving in a way that they understand as their own reality. And if they are perceiving and interpreting their own reality, what makes them any different from a human being? Right. Mm-hmm. Great, Sean Young CGI. The CGI Could in this movie. Could you fucking believe how good that looked? Like, the fact that Rogue One was just, like, less than a year ago, it and everybody was like, oh, excuse me, hold on a rough. second here. Like, doesn't look that good. Like, yeah. I think it looks okay. I think people should have it. I was it's, like, it's hold on a second But here. this that is, scene, like... That scene was very careful, and I, I yeah. watched it very closely, because they, they cut to the back of her head anytime she had to, to yeah. move her face. Yeah. It literally looks right. better than like this iteration on the vinyl. Well, that's like, a drawing. That's, yeah. so, I mean, I like, mean, okay, well, about this? That's, that's her. Yeah. Uh, but, looks better. They're careful but also, Sean it. Young is a, look, this, there's no nice way to tiptoe around this. She's a crazy bitch. <laughs> She's not, we've talked about this on the Batman thing about Catwoman when she showed up to Tim Burton's office with her own homemade Catwoman thing. I was like, meow, meow. And they were like, can you escort her off the Warner Bros? <laughs> you don't remember this? No, I don't remember She that. was supposed to be Vicky Vale in the first one, but she broke her leg uh, practicing a scene Vicky, uh, yeah, while Vicky they were Bell riding or... horses. And so mm. she was kicked out. Right. So she thought she was owed it, and she went absolutely oh. nuts. Harrison Ford also hates Sean Young. Really? And Sean Young hates Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford hates everybody, I think. I think that's, but, yeah. In the in their, in their like bridges. sex scene in Blade Runner, it's one of the most prolific behind the scene. If you know behind the scenes stuff, they just don't they like it fucking at all. hate each other, and you can tell when they're looking at each other. It it plays into the movie as this kind of disassociation and helps with the themes and everything, and kind of makes it uncomfortable, which it should be. But you can tell like they hate each other, and they hate the fact that they have to like do this 
romantic love scene together. And Sean Young to this day is still like, hey, you're crazy, bitch. Like, it's absolutely nuts. Hmm. And I can't believe that they got her back into this because it's kind of like nobody really wants to deal with her. I'm sure. Wait, is that actually her? She's in the credits. So she either voiced it, did motion cap work, or just signed off on saying, like, you can, you use, can use me in here, likeness. but put me in the titles. Because I, I said to Robbie, like, I leaned in and said, like, that's a pretty good look like. like Or, like, CGI. Well, I mean, they did CGI on. kind of stuff. Where well, it's I'm like, assuming they it's, like, probably a combo of the two. The girl that yeah. plays the memory girl looks very much like Sean Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's another thing where you're like, mm-hmm. And I, I'm fairly certain that they used her for, like, mocap work. And then they had Sean Young maybe voice it. Or it's very possible, though, that they just had Sean Young just, like, sign off on it. And use her likeness. Like, give me money. And they're like, yeah, sure. Totally. Sure, you can have some Here's some money. Uh, I'm really disappointed that you have not seen Wetlands. Because that was very distracting during that scene to be like... It's one that's been on my list for a while. That's the Wetlands girl. (laughs) Oh! Oh! I like that movie a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a... it's, It's a fucking movie. It's a fucking movie. I, uh... A personal um, quirk of mine is that I'm very, and I think this comes to, uh, we'll maybe talk about this more when we do the Matrix over drinkers, Mm. is in like probably 20 to 30 years, I'm going to drop out of whatever I'm doing and be the like politician that gets really into like artificial intelligence, civil rights, because that is like... That's what I you really foresee yourself to I feel doing. like that's going to be a, a sticking point in the future is like artificial intelligence is going to become a real thing sooner rather than later. And we need to get out ahead of that and recognize those things, those, those. Well, I mean, Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 are great ways to show that to robots. If AI ever becomes intelligent, they go, you guys suck. You, you're so scared like, of us no. and you think we're nothing. We'd be like, wait, 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 there's... No, so but I, I look at this. Look, really we think, made this. Don't watch. I, I don't watch the you, Matrix. We this, is, <laughs> this is obviously an anxiety that humankind has because yeah. how much, how often in fiction have we represented artificial intelligence being created and then abused as a slave labor? Yeah. And then uprising, and it's, well, it's that's a basic, because it's, it's a basic human fear. We are the top of the food chain, right. and it's always the fear what whether they're aliens or something by our own creation, where we change the food chain, and all of a sudden we're not at the top anymore. Right. And I think the second, the second Don't that get we Robbie started on that, the, he scared me. The second time. that we even get anywhere close to that, we need to recognize that as equal. And if anything. Today's society has shown that there's that's not going to happen. We barely so think I'll other be, people are equal to I'll us. I'll be the fucking... Exactly. <laughs> that's, like robos. That's my point. Yeah. So yeah. I'll be the one on the soapbox. That's like, there's a little bit of that in to... the beginning of this movie, too. It kind of starts to die away, but I guess technically if you're there for the whole ride and you keep it in your head, it, it does connect well, to everything. But there very much is like, you know, skin bag and it's Skinner the, is a huge one. No, well, it's, a, it's, it's a racist... Yeah, it becomes like, like a racist term. And that's, it's the, that, I, is the, that is the... The metaphor there yep. is for for racism because it is othering this this like lesser being. But that it's the same they're thing treating as, as slaves yeah. because they're treating it as less than human. But it's also like to, to have a replicant hunt replicants, right? Which I is mean, look, but let me. I also just have one another point to bring, and it kind of brings us to the end of the. We film. knew Ryan Gosling was probably going to be a replicant before going. No, oh yeah, but the beginning of the movie because tells you Deckard is a replicant. Yeah, yeah. Well, well no, he's not. I mean, to maybe service Jack's point or to just play on it. So Ryan Gosling is a replicant that hunts replicants. 
And who is he set to hunt at the end of the movie by the replicants? Deckard. You have to kill Deckard. Right. You're a Blade Runner. That's right. your job that's is your to job kill is to replicants. But that's it could be. Hold on. No, no. And the first thing he says to Deckard. It could be the replicants. You've been told by humans to kill your own kind the whole time. Now you're being told you by to your own kind to kill, to kill a human. human. Yeah. It could be either way. But I and think the that's, fact that's that they such keep it so ambiguous is amazing. Because the Blade Runners were created to hunt replicants. They are the perfect... The perfect vessels to hunt down other replicants. They are programmed well, to hunt down. Well, no, Blade Runners replicants. weren't replicants. Well, mm. no, like, so you're saying every Blade Runner that no, no, was no, no, made no, no. before not, the events my, of the original. My point that I brought you remember before, in the original, Harrison Ford is retired. Yeah, they bring um, him back in, and they bring I don't him know back if you in. Can hear it on, but it could be his false pushing, memory. I'm pushing up my glasses. Uh, I read the book. Yeah, the book has nothing to do with this. Yeah, he's a replicant in the book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the movies are completely different. The movie's different from that. I just think I'm I love not, Tom I, Bombadil in the Lord of the Rings movies. By the way, I'm not swaying, he is in the Hobbit. <laughs> I'm not swaying God. either. I'm not. I'm not swaying either way on Harrison Ford being replicant or not. But I think that it's fun that even to the end of the movie, like bubbling under the surface, is it's like the question. Is an egg on the frying pan in the first mm-hmm. Blade Runner, oh, and it is great. a charred beast by right. the end of this one, where yeah. it's just like, can you guys just they really tell are, us? Like, and they're, they're like, no, they're going no, for that. Not. Where they're like, yeah. they're you know, not going to tell you. It's one of those you. things where they they even came There's out so many to the press and they said Harrison, like Deckard's character, whether he is or he isn't a replicant, will be addressed. And they were like, does that mean you're going to answer it? And they were all like. It will be addressed. No. And they were trying to not fake anybody out. There's like, the there like build eight up. times during this movie no. because they just said it. Yeah, they did it. And you feel like they're going yes. to. It's staged. Like, yes. here it is. This is the reveal. We're finally going to get an answer. And no, because the answer doesn't matter. The yes. answer is that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yes. And because the discussion whether is or not Whether or not he is a replicant or not, he is still should be treated as an equal equal to a and human being. Yes. But doesn't that technically mean like there is no absolute answer? If yeah, if the if the writers and the the artists behind this no and intended it to be this kind of ambiguous thing, that means that they probably never they may have their own opinions on it, but they never intentionally put something why, in that an audience can pick up on. That's why they chose for twenty forty nine to make a protagonist that has an answer because it plays on the first. Right. Can we bring that up too? Sure. Real quick. The one thing I really don't like about this movie right off the bat, that'll always leave a bad taste in my mouth. Okay. I don't like the name. 2049? I've never liked the name. Yeah, no, the name's not great. I like that it's simple. Call it Blade Runner 2. No, stop. Just stop. I would have been okay with them just calling it Blade Runner. Could have. It could have. Nah, well. Why not? Blade Runner, Electric Sheep. (laughs) He's <laughs> confused. Blade Runner. Phil I do Dicks. like too. He makes a sheep. Uh, every yeah, time he's yeah, yeah, thing, he makes a little sheep. Like I'm like, good, 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 good. Nice. Yeah. He's got those great contacts in. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got good contacts. God, in this movie. face on Edward James almost. Yeah. You guys watch Battlestar Galactica? Were you part of those things? I only watched no. the first episode. Phenomenal. Like the first show. hour episode. I liked Very it. Very but... hated. Uh, in the same way Lost is where a lot of people just like you know I think people love that show people love the show the ending is a little crazy uh, because the last two episodes they rush all... things 
a little and it bit gets too a much. little fucking weird. And that's the same thing with Lost. Like Lost, they rush the last couple episodes a lot. Where like mm-hmm. Sawyer's character is just like, get on the plane, you got it. And you know, there's stuff like that. Why do they rush it? They they took their time for so long. And, and, you know, like again, it's you know, there are grievances to be had with it, but overall, when you look back on it, do you really want to say that it was terrible? If yes, well then go on and have fun. Yeah. I'm gonna stick behind and and kind of look at it and figure out what I enjoyed about it and what I like about yeah. it. And maybe I'll accidentally stumble upon, you know, maybe something, whether the, the, the writers intended it or not, I'll stumble upon something that makes me appreciate it more. It's it's okay to to like things. I, I listen, there's... It's, it's fine. We yeah, all I, 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 honestly, like, I am beyond the point where I can really have conversations about loss with people because it's so personal <laughs> to me that I can't, like... Well, maybe we'll have a special edition maybe. series coming up. Maybe. Sa, 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 sa. I usually just tell people not to talk to me about loss because it's, yeah. it's too personal for me to actually, like, engage in a discourse. That's on. when you find somebody who's like, loss is great and it has its faults, but I love it. It's very hard to get those three. You usually get one or two, but you don't get all three. All three of them. And when you mm-hmm. find somebody who does, who's as good looking as Jack too, like you want to, it's hard. You yeah, pounce on. He's that. so handsome. Mm-hmm. Anyone who hasn't seen Jack, mm-hmm. holy shit! Wow, yeah, surfer bod on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my flowing blonde my locks. Flowing blonde locks. Yeah. He's not doing bad. I'll tell you yeah. that. I just wow. wish he wouldn't bring his surfboard everywhere. Wow, I'm glad this is. Yeah, uh, I'm constantly <laughs> bumping into this <laughs> surfboard, surfboard that you always like. This room is not big. Yeah. No, it's, it's a small like room. Surfboard the surfboard is, is huge. Is it? Is that a? You never know when you're gonna catch the big one. Is that it? So what? Do you, what is this? Do you have a sticker on this, but it's kind of faded. What is that? On the surfboard? Yeah. Yeah, that's my uh, hang ten. Is that what that is? Yeah, you know, like the you know what you do with your hands, where you do the yeah, pinky sh- out thumb yeah, shaka. Oh. Yeah, the little line, the little squiggly lines on either side of the pinky and the thumb. It, that means it's moving. That yeah, it looks like a like a like a Spencer's like bumper sticker kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. if you had a black light in here, it would glow. Mm-hmm. Would it still glow to this day? Though I would not actually put a black light in this room, though. No offense, Ron. Uh, no, no, don't take it. I wouldn't put a black light in either of your rooms. No, that's true. That's probably okay. The so best. fuck off. <laughs> Speaking of black lights, uh, the lighting in this movie is fucking. Phenomenal. The lighting is because that unreal. is Roger Deakins' motherfucking. Movie. Can we wow. talk about the shot and with so, the uh, with the fire embers that turn into the city? Mm, so okay, mm, excuse me. Everyone's favorite shot of the movie. That's mine. Sorry, that was the one that wowed me. Mm-hmm. I have a few other ones I, I really like. I, Anything in the snow? Well, I was like, we were talking great. about. I love mm-hmm. that 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 wasn't in the trailer before. Earlier, when we were talking about that, when he gets shot right. down, yeah, yeah, over the garbage. Mm-hmm. Like what a scene to put yeah, that in scene the was trailer. Unreal. But yeah. I, I'd probably say one of my favorite scenes was, uh, or shots rather, that just like looked great, and it like the final fight where like they're kind of silhouetted against like these waves crashing. Holy shit! And you can feel everything like oh they're kicking and punching again. Right. It just like they're what fighting a, in what water. What a normal, what a normal scene to have in like a sci-fi action blockbuster movie. But the way that it looked was just there was an elegance to it mm-hmm. where it you know you can look at something and you can go somebody accidentally made that, or s- there is someone who is a master of their craft, controlling every single aspect of what's in this frame right now. I really want to know how they, like, my thought process during that scene was how the fuck did they film this? Because... It's crazy, yeah. There's water everywhere. It is insane. Yeah. Because the shoreline is basically like a synthetic, like it's a building. 
Like mm-hmm. it's a, it is a, the coast of the, it's an ocean. It's like the dam. Ostensibly. Yeah, it's but like it's the like, dam. It's separating. washing up onto a dam. Which, like, is that, where the uh, were fuck they doing did they like film a, that? They were doing a whole like global warming kind of thing with that. Potentially. Uh, I mean, I think the earth has the, been like tragically. It's just like shocked. Yeah, because there's some areas where, just, where Harrison Ford is chilling. They're just like, there's so much radiation here. None of right, it makes yeah, sense. Right. Which is why he's well, That's the, also the, but, the premise of do androids no, dream of no, that's the premise of do Android stream of electric sheep is you can only farm off world. Like there's no real farming <coughs> to be done on Earth. Oh, also too, replicants radiation affects them as well. That's why he was checking before he went in there. Which oh. he is a replicant, so it doesn't fucking matter. Um, I think my favorite favorite shot, and I leaned in and, and whispered this to you when it was happening, was mm. when they're walking. I love down it when the... Robbie sits in between us because we just whisper we both little things whisper to him. Yeah. Robbie's here. I just, think it all, I just think it all in. <laughs> when he originally goes to um, Jared Leto's company, what's it called? Uh, Wallace. Wallace. The Wallace, Wallace. In- yeah, it's Industries. It's Tyrell yeah. and Wallace, right? Tyrell's the OG. The OG Wallace is the and new. Wallace is the yeah. new one. So there, he is with Love. Yes. Um, which we haven't talked Great about her. Bad guy. Uh, we have not talked about her at all. Let's She's fantastic. We'll yeah. get, we'll uh, get one into of the yeah. best me, performances in the movie. Let me. Yes, yes yeah. I agree with That's you. That's my best supporting actress. Let me. Thing. Let me. Sorry. Yes, I agree. Yes. I think she should be nominated for sure. But let me hit this point first. When they're walking down the hallway and you see the uh, blinds come up and the light, the um, light like kind of like, like overshadows the, over um, the wall, and like the like, library. Uh, bookshelf kind of right. thing. She's taking him to the room, like the archive room yeah. that they're going into, and the the shadows are like like crawling up the wall. That scene is just all of the Wallace Industries stuff. I thought was really cool because it's almost like he made this like um to me it looked like a like a pyramid, like the inside of yes. like what a pyramid would look like. It's like and I love that. It's like ancient pyramid meets Art Deco. Like, yeah, it's like so cool. Together. And I love how like in some of the rooms where it's like. You kind of, like, there are some rooms where they just simulate, like, water sh- or light shining on water. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love thinking of the idea as just, like, in a world that's so devoid of, like, art outside of, like, advertising or, like, mm-hmm. what, like, real art could be serviceable as, what they find soothing is just, like, the idea of, like, light on water. And they projecting that on the walls and simulating that. I love that, that. human so beings beautiful. generally don't seem like they're enjoying themselves in this world, too. No, well, because I mean, they created this world what? where they have like how many slaves humans? to do the, all of their shit. How many humans? Well, so did Jared we need? Little has that great line too, where he says, "We lost the stomach for slavery." Yeah, because it's very much what's going on. Absolutely. Here. Yeah. You know, like you're 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 saying that these people are allowed to be enslaved and forced to do whatever we want them to do. When we have seen that happen in the past, and now we look back on it as this disgusting thing. I can't believe. And that's really yeah. what's going on with the with the. Computer, Robbie, you know, you're the one. Singularity. Yeah. And it's, but I will say about uh, the love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A phenomenal performance. I don't know if I would have rathered, there's the reveal that she is also a replicant when yes. the door won't open and she's like, oh, let me get, and pulls yeah. it open. Yeah, yeah. And Ryan Gosling's like, 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 whoa, I like that. Yeah. I like that reveal. I think that, but I also like the idea of she's just kind of like uh, Jared Leto's girl, like secretary, and then she shows up to Robin Wright's uh, thing, and you're like, 
Oh, and she'd be like, oh, look, I don't need you and your boss. If your boss wants to send somebody, he should maybe send somebody a little bit more intimidating. And then she grabs the glass, and that's the reveal. Yeah. I'd like that, but I also like the fact that as soon as she shows up, and Robin Wright and the audience know that she's a replicant, she's immediately like... Her face is, I am not leaving this room alive. Like, this is it. It's fucking over. She yeah, accepts yeah. her She face. turns yeah. off the computer. She like, gets up, gets herself a drink. She's like, this is fucking it. This like, this done. this girl is going to kill think, me right here. I think right? the reveal Absolutely. is, it, I think the main reveal in the movie. It works the way it is. I'm just kind of like, no, wouldn't sure. have been yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying it. to disagree with you necessarily. I could see how momentum-wise that would be better. But I think that what's really cool about, I think the real reveal in that scene is her like showing emotion her being an emotive replicant her mm-hmm. she's cr- she's just like i'm going to tell wallace that you tried to shoot me first lying crying right ecstatic to like have agency that's her moment of being like i'm choosing to kill you yeah i don't think she went there for that reason mm-hmm. she premeditated well, the choice like, like the whole thing behind her right is that jared leto has created this one replicant that he uses as his like kind of bodyguard and secretary that right. doesn't have any of like the so-called rules of robotics right. not too different from um the harrison Ford or rachel from the original right where they're yeah. just like she we kind of take the new model. all these rules yeah. you know and it's not necessarily legal but we're not mass producing it we just made a it's kind of like this thing yeah. where it's like and so like she's like overwhelmed with emotions at all times where she's just crying where yeah. it, like maybe it doesn't make sense but it's like glitches almost yeah, yeah and it's and she's kind of like has this she wants to be the best replicant yeah and she says and during that final thing. fight scene with, well yeah that's the culmination which I'm, I'm, I'm the best one I'm the best one and she I, I really think to your point yeah before if there's going to be a supporting actress nod Oscar she wise, should, she, she should, should get, get it. Yeah. And I'm really it's sure one of those thankless roles though. Maybe, like, maybe we, it's amazing know, when you're but, watching it, yeah. but it's it, they're not gonna remember it. I mean I was thinking about how like in Kingsman one, like knife foot lady and how they're the same oh, yeah. archetype. Yeah. But yeah, like one's right. clearly doing it like yeah. so much better. Um, even knife foot lady is a step in a better direction than previous. Is that what her character's like called, like in the credits? No, that's what we're gonna call it. Um she probably has a name. Oh, maybe not. By Robert Anderson. Real quick, since we didn't podcast about Kingsman, you didn't like Kingsman. He didn't see it yet. Kingsman too. I haven't gotten gotten to see it yet. I've been very busy. We gotta talk about it after. I think we should do it like overview. Maybe we'll find time. No, no, I plan on. Yeah, we talked about that. I have a love for the first one. The second one just like rubbed me the wrong way. No, I think it's a really good idea to do the to do them both like together. I want to read the comic books. Diana wants to do it as well. Oh, that'd be great. I will say that watching Kingsman two in England. Was a pretty good experience. I believe it's yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's, it's, ironically, as though, an American, King, well, Kingsman two, I feel like is is very Americanized compared to the first. Right, but being an American, watching it in England okay. with an English audience, as an American okay. with some like pretty American fantasies, yeah, in there, that would work out. I was yeah, I could see pretty good. There was like a good like meta textual. I could definitely see that whole thing. I could see where you're from with that. For um, sure. But going back to what is that actress's name? Do you know her name? Uh, the girl that played Love. Love? Yeah, I just want to say her oh. name on. Um, she is. Because oh, I gosh. I don't rec- I honestly don't recognize her. She's like strikingly beautiful in like a very interesting way. Uh, I think. Sylvia Hoyks. Sylvia Hoyks. Sylvia Hoyks. Because she has a very like 
she's perfectly cast for that role of she's like great. the very well because she also looks like the character from the other one too the bangs right the bangs and the she is she is like. strikingly beautiful but at the same time like immediately intimidating from yeah. the moment that she comes on the scene like i also like um the character that ryan gosling talks to when he first goes to the i keep wanting to say wayland that's not it. Oh, I also was thinking the same yeah, thing. It's no. similar. It's pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? The Wayland? Uh, Wallace Utani? and Wayland. Yeah, yeah. Wallace. Oh, Wallace. Yes. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, they are. I mean, they are. Yeah, well, they're similar ideas. Ridley sure. Scott says hello. Um, <laughs> uh, You're talking about the... The, 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 con- the little concierge guy. The bald like, guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, you would have been so cute as a baby. He's... Yeah. Uh, that's... Um, he's in... He plays... The character that Stephen Wright plays in Logan yes. in X Men Apocalypse. In yes. Apocalypse, yes. yes. Oh wait, wait, really? Caliban. Because yeah. I was Caliban. thinking the whole time, I'm just yeah, like, oh, it. you're just being that guy. Basically, first, I, I tricked myself into realizing that because at first I looked at it and I was like, that looks like the guy that plays uh, Jason, uh, which I can't remember his name right now because I drank Jason? a little bit too much wine. Jason from um, Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, okay. like they have a very similar looking oh, okay. build, yeah, sure. and he's shot in this one as very skinny so i'm like are they doing something to fuck with that I'm like oh no wait no that's the guy from apocalypse that yeah. pretty much does that whole thing yeah yes um he's very good very good laugh but too when from that joke ryan gosling first meets love he uh-huh. says something to her and i'm really struggling to remember because i also drank too much wine um Not but i gotta say watching this movie they pour themselves drinks a lot Yep. Yeah. And I really felt like I was like, oh, you have my Alkies coming out a, right now. I'm watching out, them pour these. Like a, anytime someone smoked like, a cigarette in a movie, I'm just like, yes, please. And was there was there a moment where Robin Wright tried to like solicit Ryan Gosling for with, sex? Yes, absolutely, yes. And she Definitely. was kind of like, what would happen if I finish this bottle? Yeah. Oh, is that what? That's I, how you that's, got that? That's how At I first read I was it. Like, is there a law where you can't drink too much? No. And like he would have to arrest her, I, even though it's a I thought it was like, something oh, wait like, a minute. Because he was a replicant with a bottle. Because she because she brings up uh Joy brings up eventually Joy brings it up that and like oh you would have that's, that's why, why I, she does That's yeah. why I I read it the same way and then it was solidified by that when Joy says, Wouldn't you prefer your madame? Mm-hmm. Because uh, yeah. And he says, Oh, you were listening, huh? Good, good catch. Yeah. Um no, but he says something to love. That catches her off guard and her mouth, like you just see the corner of her mouth like quiver in the most subtle way that it, that I was like, she's acting the fuck out of this. Even world. like Ryan Gosling, like the 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 thing about and I was I thinking about talking. About. I was thinking about what does he say to her? Let me think on it for a minute. You guys start. I was thinking about this during the movie how the best acting in this movie are these replicants that are trying to play like non-emotive. Right. And like this is straight and like when you see Ryan Gosling freak out when he thinks he has a real memory like that like that's some of the best Ryan Gosling acting I've What's, seen. It's, like I was like this is incredible. It's really powerful when you think about the baseline scene where yeah. he needs to come back and not react emotionally. He has to kind of when you yeah. contextualize it in the way that these these replicants are their their way to hold it together is to not emote yeah. Because emoting means that they're going to be discontinued they're because wall, they're basically. not supposed to emote. Mm-hmm. So they're just barely holding it together by trying not to emote. Yeah. Because their instinct is to emote. That's a really cool like. Boy it's a type of like slavery. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. First off, real quick, uh, no, neither of us have <clears throat> none of us have mentioned how fucking kick-ass Dave Bautista is in this first. Oh off. yeah. Dave Bautista, Mamma Mia, I love you. Keep 
fucking doing this amazing work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about how the opening scene of the movie is. Number two. Killer. Number two. We'll come back to that. Number two. When you guys started doing that City of Stars joke when Ryan Gosling City was playing the piano, I equally hated everything about you. <laughs> and it was like, it's like a pride that you have in like when your friends pull like a really good prank. Yeah. You're like, you're going to get in so much trouble for that. But like, that was a good idea. That was a good goof. Was that. <laughs> and number three, it's, I believe uh, it's um, uh, Love Shows um, K, the interrogation scene from the eyeball uh, of of Rachel being interrogated by Jack. She Jackard. puts it in the thing and you hear the old transmission. Yeah, you hear the old transmission. Yeah. And then when they're done, she says something to him and then he says um, uh, she likes him. And she goes, what? And Love says, what What do you mean? He's like, well, she's She's like she's interested. She's she's uh, kind of like pressing him and like uh, not not. Oh, you ask not you antagonizing. Ask. It's um she's uh, provoking Provo- provoking him. Yeah. Um, when you ask uh, to like get a rise out of him, yeah. and when you ask yeah when, when you, you ask, ask somebody certain questions, questions. they uh, you're you're just when you ask somebody like a personal question, yes. it shows that you're interested in them, and then she, she asks him. Um, do you like do you like your job job, and he just pauses for a moment and says thank you for your time Mm -hmm. and that's I think that's the scene in there that you're talking about I'm not sure if that's the one because it catches her off guard when he says like she likes him you ask people personal questions and she goes "Mm," and then asks him a personal question Mm -hmm. as if like she was kind of going against her programming right there where she just realized like oh well I kind of like you yeah uh, so I'll ask you a personal question, uh-huh. and he just refuses Shuts it because he's got yeah. or she's, or she's showing, which that. is why she kills the wife later. And there can be this whole idea of jealousy, which is one of those things okay. I was getting at with the gender thing. Yeah, see, I was seeing it where as I have problems with it, where it's like there's a woman and there's a woman, and they don't like each other because of a man. But you I don't know. think that she yeah. sees Ryan Gosling as a man in that scene. I think he, she sees him as another replicant, and she's saying that to be like, well, I can go against my programming and show you that I like you too. Mm-hmm. Like maybe maybe it's like a sign of dominance. Oh, she Her can't have like, that. Yeah, no, it is a sign yeah. of dominance. Yeah, and she says she's like, oh, I can do that. Look, look what, look I, what can I can do. do. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't care, and leaves. And that's yeah. kind of that's what makes the fight between them at the end like this kind of really interesting fight because not only is this the one that not only is this the bad guy that killed your love interest in the movie. Yeah, this is someone who is actually like saw you as someone who could be kind of an equal right because you were reading a little bit deeper being a detective i'm even looking he's a little bit more in tune with emotions Mm -hmm. and so even though he's explaining like this is what humans feel she's intrigued by that but he's not actually feeling them he's just a detective he knows how to spot that's his job that's his job right and she's kind of like um she's a little jaded i mean and feels uh kind of embarrassed that like she attempted to make that move that's how I read it. It's mm-hmm. emblematic. That's a good point, though, because it's emblematic of their final fight scene. Because he lets her yeah. stab him. Mm-hmm. He, You could tell that he's in control of the situation. He's like, I'll let you fucking twist the knife at me. I don't really care about pain. And right. then she thinks well, he that she... Pain. That's the whole he thing. He likes That's pain, the, too. They, That's also they, true. They come but back he, to that a lot. But she like puts herself in a place where, like, I'm the best. I fucking did it. Dips. And he, he I guess maybe from previous interactions, understands her hubris... And understands that, like, I will let her 
do this to me, mm-hmm. and that will put her in a weird Chekhov spot. stabbing. Chekhov's, mm-hmm. yeah. like, Sambuka. Yeah, she stabbed <laughs> yeah. people before. Yeah, right. Kira, Kira. It's going to come yeah. back up. Put her in a false sense of security. And when he chokes her out. When he swims, when he comes out like a shark, and it's just like, because I was, that scene took me by surprise when he's like, just comes out of the water, and you're just like, I didn't know. I was, actually, I was like, are they going to kill Ryan Gosling in this scene? Because that'd be pretty fucking interesting. I yeah. also, yeah, that whole, that seems so But cool. then we would be robbed of... That last scene. Well, one of the hot take. That's what this is. Hot take. One of the best final scene on screen at uh, deaths. It is, is it a death? Ultimately deserved. Absolutely. Death. Okay. death. Okay. No, no, no. It, I don't it, know. Is, it is a death. Okay. Does he die? We don't know. But it is a death in in on the way screen. that it stands okay. for and what it is in the, in the moment because sure. you know when after that we have like somebody somebody entering a room. Isn't it beautiful? Which yeah, Harrison Ford, you should have said yes, you are, or yes, it sure is. Come on now, guys, they're handing it to you, but they're being subtle with it. I get it. And then he smiles and it's over. Like yeah, could they? Here's the thing. Could they make another Blade Runner movie after this? They totally fucking could. They set it up Everything with the, with the, is yeah. set up to be yeah. able to the do The Robot this. Revolution The Robot is Revolution, definitely... the uprising. But it's, the thing is, that's so, it's not subtle. Which it is doesn't need too... to happen. It doesn't no. need to happen. But I like, I like that they introduce that idea, but it is tangential to the actual story that's happening in this because it is a much more focused personal story that that's is actually why, going on. That's why I'm just like... Because what... what is Blade Runner. What is the franchise? What is it trying to do? Terminator is about a robot uprising. It can go in many different rooted ways. It can be franchised. It can go in many different directions. Well, but the thing is Terminator... Blade Runner isn't that at all. Terminator... Okay, if you want to talk about that, the AI in Terminator is, well, we know what's better more we know what's best more than humankind sure. does so we're going to eliminate humans so then let's then, then like know. let me flip the blade the runner, matrix then blade runner the matrix is the same thing more yep. or less blade runner is mm-hmm. we are equal to humans and we just want to be treated equally to humans and blade runner the the uprising that is happening in in blade runner mm-hmm. is we don't want to be slaves anymore right but I because think that what makes a Blade Runner movie as emblematic of the two movies we just got is a quiet sci-fi noir. So to have a third movie that is a bombastic like no, slavery I agree uprising with you. movie that would not probably, make any sense. I mean, sense. they probably yeah. won't. That would be War of the Machines. That would yeah, be no one wants that. I, gar- no I guarantee that. that you know Warner Brothers wanted them like, could you maybe leave this open for some kind of a sequel? And they were yeah. like, eh, sure. Whatever. I mean, maybe that's in, one of, that's maybe one in of like the 30 directors, years. Like Dennis Villeneuve, <laughs> that's one of his things where he he can operate within the studio system, just like Ryan Johnson with or Last Or Ron Howard or like any of He those. can yeah. operate within the studio system very well. And he can understand like sometimes you got to give, but when you give, you are, you, you are more inclined to get a yes when you want to take. Yeah. And he understands that. And I think that what you guys are talking about with Terminator and the Matrix and the... And Blade Runner. Terminator is about characters discovering the value of humanity and the value of human life, what it okay. means to be human and, and, and what that means for us. Blade Runner is very much about uh, what, what does it mean to be a human being 
And are those laws necessary? Are what we think that we are, right. why we're like the food chain and everything Do we need like to that. define what it is to be human? Does it, and yeah. also the idea what is, of like, what is real. And I, think I think also that the human like, That's why this movie operates too. as such yeah. a great sequel is because not only does it operate very well on its own, it, it takes the questions and the things that were kind of haphazardly thrown back and forth during the original that some audiences might not have been able to pick up on. And, they and do it brings very, them right yeah. to the front. It's, like, it's, it's very all about, accessible. Does it matter yeah. if it's real? Well, the, does it matter yeah. if he's a which is why joy is so important. Also, which yeah. absolutely, yeah. It's it, I think you know Blade Runner, especially Blade Runner twenty forty nine is is very much centered around the idea of creation, kind of creation being the last straw. Creation being the last straw, being like, you guys keep on telling us we're not equal to you. We can literally produce. Right. We can literally make all springs. Yeah. And that's why Robin Wright is like, absolutely not. No we cannot let way. that happen. Robin like, that's, that's finally, the this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. Get that to me. And Ryan Gosling's character is this guy that's kind of caught in the middle in where the it's crossfire. like, I need to... Got Coronas in the fridge if you guys want Coronas. Is that wine empty? That that's wine is empty. Oh, the wine is done. Do you guys want Ronas? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, I mean, I think we... We're getting... Towards the end of this here, right? Probably. Yeah. I just want to keep drinking wine. I mean, I can give you more Corona. No, that's I, not wine. I, th- I think we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. I, right. I, I yeah. think we've yeah. really kind of. Yeah. yeah. I think I. I, I still I, think we I, actually I only scratched the surface. But... I want to buy action figures for this movie. I want to buy the coat, dog. I, I want that fucking coat. I yeah, want sheep's wool is back. I really want that coat. Uh, my thing is. And oh, my... sheep's wool. Hey. Hey. Electric sheep's wool. Hey. Yeah, I want I the think, coat, but I want it to be synthetic. I'm excited. I, don't I really like the idea that we we could do an over drinkers about this and and see this movie again and also watch the original and like because I really do think we're scratching the surface at this movie and I have more ideas and thoughts I wanted to. Get I cannot to. wait to see this movie. But, I am dying to see. Yeah, this movie. I'm yeah. down to put another like six hours into this movie. Being in my brain. Feel it. That's what's crazy. I was so nervous about going to see this movie because I was like too. Almost three fucking hours. It's a lot, and I didn't feel. I so, I swear to God, I didn't. It, I, I felt was, it, but I was with it. Like I was like, I'm down for this ride. You I'll know? I'll say that I I felt it also, but yeah. in the way that the first maybe hour hour and a half, I was just in complete awe at the yeah. way the movie looked, and an hour and a half in, that awe had worn off, but I was still engaged in what the movie. And was I think doing. that's how the movie operates, where yeah. it is the. That's why I think that when when I said it earlier, like I think act like that the next half of the movie is really for people who know who Deckard is, who have seen the first Blade Runner. Right. The first half of the movie is pretty enjoyable by all. They I would imagine with the know? time run, they technically make two movies. Oh yeah, I one thought about being that too. A sequel. Yeah, I thought about that to too. Blade Runner. And that one has, being like, a and movie. Then one yeah. being the one that connects the the first the two tissue. installments. Yeah. I thought I there was a moment while watching this where I thought I wouldn't mind them breaking this into two movies and watching this. Not not so saying I, not saying I would 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 have wanted to wait two years in between watching this, right. but I would have enjoyed an watching the first hour an hour and yeah. an intermission would have gone a long way, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um but like the first hour and a half, I just like could not get over I think how good the movie yeah. looked. And then the second hour and a half, I probably felt more so like, okay, I really like this still, 
the sort of awe that I felt originally has worn off a little bit. That yeah. shine has kind of worn off, but I'm still engaged in what the movie is When doing. I went to the bathroom, and I had a feeling, I'm like, I'm pretty sure we're halfway into the movie. I went to the bathroom, we're an hour and a half into the movie. And so, I, like, and like the thing is, I knew that was a checkpoint because it was right after he oh, saw that was the an date. hour and a half in. That was an hour, and I went to the bathroom. Jeez. I checked. It was eight thirty, and I, I left right after the furnace scene where he scratches the dirt off the horse foot. Yeah, you you that, missed, and you that missed is the, I missed the beginning of you the missed the beginning scene. of the Memory Girl right. introduction. But scene. that is that is halfway the movie, which is crazy. That like your you know Chekhov's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like your um. Uh, what do they call something that you're searching? Your like what Luke Skywalker is in Force Awakens? Um, Chekhov's son. No, <laughs> there's a there's a word for it. It's like I forget. Are you talking about Hero's Journey? Or no, no. It's like where you you kind of like have something you're chasing and you finally get at the MacGuffin. End. Yes. Yeah. Your MacGuffin is kind of in the middle of the movie. In a way, or maybe I guess it's not way exactly that's, that's that. subtle. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. Again, that's the inciting incident is where they realize like they need to go find this child and right. kill it yeah that's the point of the movie like that's the inciting incident kill and that, child, that becomes yeah. the MacGuffin it's like they have to go find this thing yeah, now yeah, yeah. he's unraveling a mystery that's going to like you know Raiders of the Lost Ark him mm-hmm. to find out exactly where this thing is and what it is but if you want to keep with that terminology it's a MacGuffin cross with a red herring because at that point you would we not as think an, we yeah. as an audience ex- except if you're Mike Burge and you're a genius and you can figure out movies immediately as you're watching it mm. we are check convinced, off's audience we are <laughs> convinced that Ryan Gosling is actually the the son McGuffin, and he yeah. is the he is the messiah right he mm-hmm. is the actual like the born again so yes. when you guys were watching it when he was talking to Harrison Ford you were like oh that's his that's dad that's his son yeah I did not get that at all because I was already like I'm that the girl is the daughter. See, I right, think but that's, we're not I think all that's as smart like a, as you, Mike. No, no, no. So but that's still, what, that's what have, I'm getting at. I, like, almost, I, I feel bad for that. you because yeah. you didn't get that. I was yeah. thinking about that and I was like, wait, are they red herring me? Is it going to be him? First, so the whole the time reveal, I was... The reveal when they're just like, oh, you, oh, you, you think that, that you're... You? Yeah. That hit me so and That's hard. the moment when I started welling up. Yeah, because it was just like, you're. It's like it's like when you... It's like all of us who do this shit. It's like you want to grow up and be the special person. Oh, you thought you were And important. they literally told you you're not... And that's like kind of like what I was talking about before. Yeah, I like they were going to do that away. to me where they were like, oh, you thought you were special. And like like they're talking to me like, oh, you thought that you knew that it was the daughter the whole time. Yeah. And they're going to switch it on me. Well, you know what he so is? it's like when he's I was... The, he's the stranger. Sometimes to be... No, but like sometimes... I, no, no, no. Yeah, to no, show right, love, yeah. you need a stranger. He dies... He puts Harrison Ford and the daughter together. Right. He's the stranger who dies on the stairs. And Harrison Ford says to him, what did I mean to you? And go meet he your doesn't daughter. He doesn't really answer him. He just says, go meet your daughter. And yeah. that's when he is, his his journey is complete. Yeah. Because to him, that's important as the stranger. Man, this movie's it's a good. It's, it's really a good movie. It's a good movie. It's really good. I think it works in both ways. I think like, this is actually like, yeah, really I good think the way it, I think like, that it hit me and Robbie yeah. works really well, and probably the way it hit you is is good as well. But I think it that makes is, that finale that was even such better. that was the the really the point that I felt very emotional. Like that yeah. idea that you are not special. You value yourself as something special, but really it hits. You have but this the, driving dude, moment. It's even that crazy because they're like they give them the gun and they're just like, "You're a fucking Blade Runner. Right. Kill Deckard. Right." And it's just kind of like him trying to be... His whole arc is him thinking he can escape 
being a Blade Runner. And then the replicants, his people, put a gun in his fucking hand, and they're like, go, go do that. that thing that you do yeah. right now. And it's it's his own agency and his own journey that, that strays him away from Which it. Is, and he breaks the rules. You drowned. It's really important. Go meet your daughter. Yeah, he says, yeah. You, you drowned back there, so now you're free to go meet your daughter. I mean, I mean the thing is, uh, Ryan Gosling's character is like, it's a replicant of the meta idea of the main character that Deckard is in the first movie. Right. That's what Ryan Gosling is. He is just kind of like a synthetic version of that archetype that they kind of use differently in this movie. Right, and it they very much... It is very obvious that he... It's the complete opposite of Deckard, which they do still leave ambiguous in this movie. For sure. But they tell you he is a replicant. But the question still remains, does that matter? Yeah. They explore that question just using a different and template. I, think in a big way that's why this movie probably works a lot better than the first movie does yeah if they, if they, had, if they had answered anything like actually straight out answered it i think that i would have liked it less i like the idea that they answer some things create their own new questions but then at the end of the day also go like actually none of those answers actually matter <laughs> well it's because they respect the source material but that's you know but right? that's what i was getting to with comparing it to ex machina that line from ex machina no yeah. it doesn't matter the point is that i show you he's not real and you have to decide whether that matters or not. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And that's, I think it's a really fun, interesting thing to take. Like, Blade Runner is known for, like, was the main character who was a Blade Runner a replicant or not? And then in this one, just being like, main character no, that's Blade Runner replicant. is a replicant. But he okay. still has value as a, as exactly. a being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He as is your you protagonist. You learn He's to care about this person. Yeah. And by the end of it, like, you know, seeing... I, you know, even if, like, I had hopes for a, a trequel to this movie, like, seeing Ryan Gosling dying on the steps, it's just like, well, if they make another one, he won't be in it. Or will he? Or will he? He's a model. Yeah, that's true. That's just it. Yeah, I really like the idea, I, though, like, that we... I think we they did really this closed immediately the loop on the story, it. though. Do you... Yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard to say, because Blade Runner is a question of ambiguity and questions. So, if this... We leave this movie being like, are they gonna do another? It's kind of just like... I mean, I don't think they are. I hope not. I really hope I hope not, too. It'd be very nice if it just ended like this. I would like another, like, weird, like, beautiful sci-fi movie that is different. Mm Mm-hmm. I would like, um... Say the name of the director of this movie. Dennis Villeneuve. Yes. Um, let him do an alien movie. I'm actually excited for Dennis Villeneuve to start making Dennis Villeneuve movies again. Is Arrival not... Arrival well, no, is one of his, right? One for Arrival, you and one for me. No, no. Arrival you know? was more... Is that based off something? I think it's. it was more like it's he was kind story. of picked yeah. up yeah. for it. Like it was a thing that the, the studio was trying to do for a while and he was like, oh, I'll do it. You know, yeah. I would really like, though, like, you know, again, I love, like, Prisoners, and um, I always forget the other one, uh, but, like, I love the stuff that he did before Arrival, because it's just so interesting, and so dark, and mean-spirited, like, and and low-key, and I feel like with Arrival, he kind of got this sci-fi thing, which is what kind of got him Blade Runner, early buzz on that movie, people were like... This is a solid movie. This is going to get nominated for Oscars. Yeah. They're like, all right, get on Blade Runner. Right. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to do next. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But I really like that Like we all like this movie, and I think revisiting Blade Runner 2049 after we've all watched Blade Runner and 
And doing an over drinkers, I think that'd be a fucking cool idea. No, I think, I think we should cool. do that. And I think yeah. that's like I'm into that idea because I, I think, like I said, we, we talked about this movie for almost two hours now. I really think we want to scratch the surface of some of like the things that really hit us home, and I, I, I want to talk. About it's just really idea. good. Yeah. It's just a good movie. It's it really is one of the best sci-fi movies I've seen in a long time, maybe ever made, and it is probably the best sequel to a film I've ever seen. It's one of the best movies of the year, and in, in, again, in a year that has come out with some Can amazing. We talk movies. about what a fucking year same with 2016 man 2016 no, was a crazy no, 2017 year. to different 2016 monster. is not even close to this I think 2016 year no, I think you guys are forgetting me. what came out in 2016 uh, I just think 2017 is blowing oh, everything out of the water I think 2017 is really fucking I think you crazy. can still say that 2016 is amazing didn't your favorite movie of all time come out in 2016 yeah, well, Doctor Strange, one of, one of my favorite movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Deadpool. Yeah, but there are movies that came out this year that rival that movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I wouldn't even say the movies that rival that movie are Would the I best say movies of this year. Twenty seventeen is an escalation of twenty sixteen. Yes, but twenty like these past two years, like films, fucker, people are getting their shit together. Content really are really good. Like and if you look at music and video games I th- too. It's I all think that's great. that's <laughs> an encouraging thing to see the trend of movies be that movies are just getting better and better i really uh, genuinely think yeah. that like as like a, a, a an overall average trend movies are getting better and better mm-hmm. it's a new art form still and kind it's still getting a good time out. to open up a movie theater yeah probably hmm. yeah mm-hmm. uh, i hope one opens soon near Crazy. near me where i live wild mm-hmm. well well, thank you, boys, for jo- joining me on this journey. <laughs> we're jargoning uh, you we, super we're hard. Dr- we drank a couple bottles of wine. Oh, oh, it's, it's always a pressure. To... It's always a pressure. I just love three better new water wine. Listen, I slur words when I'm sober, so when I'm uh, two bottles same. of wine deep, you know, it gets a little it weird. happens. Yeah. And I think uh, I think we managed to get through this podcast uh, regardless of that. And had a good time. I, 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 I feel time. pretty smart after this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And hopefully usually the do. audience does too now. Good. Yeah, good. One yeah. I think we did bring up some good, some good stuff that we'll we see chewed. in the tabloids later. Got some chewed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we we're recording this on Thursday night, so the think pieces will start coming out in the next day or two, yeah. and we'll be like, yeah, we hit that point. Mm. We're usually oh, we're usually yeah, on that. that. Mm. Usually well, on I mean, that. we're getting this one up right away. Too. Oh yeah. Well, that's on you. We ain't waiting. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, thank you, listeners, for uh, taking this journey with us. Thank you, Robert Anderson. Of course. Thank you, Mike Birch. Thank you. And I'm Jack Kolodzewski. Uh For more podcasts, articles, reviews, and the like, you can go to storyscreenbeacon.com. Um, and if you're listening to this this weekend, you can check out uh, the next in the line of the Beacon Horror Show series on Sunday night at 8 p.m.? 8 p.m. Yep. At Oak Vino Wine Bar. Oak you can see, come see The Invitation. Uh, another one of my favorites, actually, mm-hmm. from last Patrick year. Kusama, yeah. Awesome fucking so movie. So, Ovino really has, like, some really fucking good some, wine. Yeah, wine. And it's a really God, great space, the wine too. Yeah, Sorry, it's really I'm good. Get, yeah. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to be wine drunk. So, come mm-hmm. say hello. Mike will be there also. He'll also probably be more sober than me, at least. You're going to have to drive. Probably not on that night. I think that night I'm just going to... You're going to crash I'm going to go a little crazy. We're going to fucking rock and roll. All right. <laughs> well, we, got, we got couches for you. Come hang out. And if you've seen Blade Runner in the meantime and you've managed to listen to this podcast, definitely come talk to us because we're... Oh, yeah. We're, yeah, we're mm-hmm. going to be happy to talk we're to you. We're hyped on this. Yeah, we're hyped. Yeah. Um, I cannot... Closing thoughts, I cannot wait to see this movie again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'll see another so 12 hours of this fucking movie. I probably will see this movie at least... 
one. I'm definitely going to see it at least one more time, probably twice more. This movie is SNES as fuck. It's super SNES. It's, it's so clutch. It's, it's so yeah. clutch. All right. That's it. Thank you for listening. Bye. 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 I'm a replicant. Go see your daughter. Where's my family? Help me find my daughter. Is that's that like, that's Harrison like every Ford? Harrison that? Ford movie. Where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? Is she in there? She's is in she, that room? Is my daughter in that room? Is she making all the memories? Is she making all the dreams of make electric sheep? Is this mean? Yeah. All right, you yeah. yokels. I'm pressing the button. Okay. Play the space bar. Oh, that was very nice. I fucked hey. up. Press the Jack, are you chugging that glass of wine? <sighs> All right. Accidentally, the whole thing. You having a bad day? I've had a day. That's one bottle down. Woo! All right. Welcome to our ASMR Blade Runner wine video. Um, tonight, we're going to... Just have the softest of times, drink some wine, talk about Blade Runner. And I did a great joke with Robbie in the <laughs> middle of the movie where I don't normally talk to anybody, but I, I couldn't resist when she was like, it's made from a tree. And I, like, when I was like, like Inception. Like Inception. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, mm-hmm. fuck you.